0: good evening everyone and welcome to the disrespect sports network i'm brett swinney this is off the ropes episode 11 we're gonna talk forbidden door and money in the bank i'm gonna bring in the guys here we've got kyle matt brandon and jeremy with us welcome fellas what's up guys i thought it was apropos i lead with will osprey's music after uh, this yeah. past weekend guys uh and we'll talk about that. But, uh, yeah, a, I'd say a pretty good pay-per-view. Um, we'll, and we're going to talk about each match. But first, let's talk about the Pickums. Um, we have a tie at the top with only missing one pick. I don't know if you guys have even knew who won. Um, Kyle and Matt tied at nine. So there was a clip from last episode huh. that – that and, and Matt and Kyle went back and forth about that Kyle was definitely going to pick different than Matt. Like, he was going to be different. Uh, do you remember the, that, fellas, the clip? And, and, and Kyle said that he was not going to pick the same as Matt. And, you know, Matt said, are you going to pick against MJF? And he said, absolutely not. But you and guys ended up picking the same and, and tying with 9 out of 10. So congratulations there.
1: Good job, Matt. Hey. Brilliant, a brilliant mind in, in UKO, and I'm glad to be part of that ride. <laughs>
2: I'd kind of I mean, like a recount here. I, I, I have myself at nine and one, actually. I have
0: you, you have eight, uh, Jeremy. You Black Cool Pool Combat Club, and yeah. also you picked Jericho. Yeah, Jones. okay, you're right. I'm an idiot. How many, how many did I get right? Okay, so Brandon, he's got seven with an asterisk, because we, we, we did give him a possible bonus point for picking the partners. That yeah. would put you at eight. You'd I'm be giving him a bonus me. point. Me and Jeremy Dude, I were. I think there
3: should early. be three bonus points.
0: Uh, let's let's not stretch <laughs> it. We'll go, we'll go one and a half. We'll go one and a half. He's still in <laughs> second. Yeah, because me, me and Jeremy had eight. We 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 were in second there. And if Brandon, you know, I I was going to give him a point to bring him up here with me and Jeremy. Three way top for last. Okay. Yeah, I mean we're all at the bottom. We didn't win, so it's okay.
1: okay. Hey, but hey, everyone says
0: if, and that's still pretty solid. Although we were. You know, on some of those, we were pretty sure about how it was going to go, but uh, we all had a chance to gain one there, and we all picked BCC, and and we were all incorrect there. So I think we all thought that was going to be a kind of a toss-up, and then we all ended up going with that. So I guess someone could have slid an extra pick there if we'd if we'd have flipped that one. But mm. you
1: know, you know, in, in a retrospect, that when I was stewing over missing that thing, I was thinking, well. You know, they probably gotta get the elite a, a win since Kenny is probably gonna take a loss. So I guess, you know, and, and Brian got the win. So, you know, I guess the black cool, But cool. did he really win? Ticket.
0: Did he really win though, Phyllis? Mm. 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 Ouch. I, I don't think that's a win to me. Um so well let's talk about the let's try to kind of go down the card and talk about this one. Um we led we have the first one here. We had um was that the although I thought the match order was interesting. And they, they started with they, they announced it right off the top that MJF was gonna lead the card. I guess that's where we'll start. Um it was interesting. I thought it was a very solid match, even though we knew or ninety nine point nine percent sure that MJF was gonna win that one. But what did you guys think of it?
1: No, I'm getting a little tired of MJF Shtick. You know, I, I appreciate that he's a, a nice hybrid of of Ric Flair and Rick Rude and a couple of others, but his matches are starting to kind of go under the same predictable uh train and you know, there, i mean he's a very good technical wrestler but he's got to do something to tell different stories through his mat work because i'm just not seeing it lately and again his matches you know, even with adam Kohler are becoming very predictable and uh I, i'm just not liking the mjf product right now i think he needs to get more back on the mic get a little bit more involved instead of being the i'm only gonna wrestle once every you know three months kind of thing because and he has to uh,
0: cheat to win every time right Is that like – do y'all not get tired of that? I mean, after a certain point, does he need to prove that he's that good and and win some clean every once in a while? I mean, because does it really make him – elevate him when he has to cheat every time?
2: You know, I I think it's interesting that that, that Matt says that because there's a lot of talk, if you read online, about people being tired of MJF and kind of what his – you know, it was cool at first or it was different at first, and now it's just the same thing every week. It's the same thing every week, same thing every week. I still think he's great to watch, and I think that – I think he's gotten – I don't know, it's hard to say this, Matt. I'm with you, that he hasn't been living up to what he's been talking. But I do think he's gotten better as time has gone on from where he was maybe two years ago to now. I think he's gotten a little stale, too, thinking about himself. But, I mean, I think it was – I mean, it's kind of more of MJF does what he wants, right? Like he said last week, I'm going to be the first match, and I'm getting out of there. I don't want to be there anymore. So, they kind of played into that a little bit. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm kind of curious to see where it all ends and who it ends with, because at this point, they're just feeding him everything he wants to do. And and not that I want it to end. I, I like him being relevant. I like him being on TV. But it needs to be – it's got to be something different. And, and I think it's what we go back to the last pay-per-view. They just don't have anybody to throw at him that makes him do anything different. Like, is that going to be Punk? Is it going to be whoever's going to be Adam Cole? I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody has to bring that out of him. And when you're feeding him – Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, those guys are going to bring it out of him. And then in a match with no build, basically, Sunday night, you weren't going to bring it out of him. So I think that's that's got a lot to do with it, uh, kind of the, the situations he's been in. And I'm curious now, they've got two full months to build for Wembley and what, what that will look like and how he will evolve in the next two months.
0: Did y'all, did y'all see his tweet that he scheduled? I thought that was clever. <laughs> he scheduled a tweet that went off during his match saying he's already beaten – um his he he beat the opponent and he's already done but he was still match was still going I thought that was kind of clever that he would do that only him would he would be so arrogant that he would schedule a tweet thinking he'd already be dealing with the match Uh, Kyle go ahead and give us your thoughts I know you were about to say something a second ago
4: I love MJF I think MJF is great um I I don't think Tanahashi looked very good on collision Saturday night he looked old he looked slow. He didn't look good, and maybe that was the style that Swerve was wrestling, and and they couldn't. Sometimes you just don't have a good dance partner, um, but I think Sunday during Forbidden Door, MJF was worked slow enough for Tanahashi where they both looked good. Um, I I loved just the tweet that MJF had scheduled to go out. That just shows how much of a prick he is, and uh, I just I just love it. So I you think caught that.
0: that. I'm glad someone caught that because I thought that was. I was like, when they said that, and they said it on air. They said there's already a I thought that was I, I went and looked
4: I went and looked immediately and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> he really did send this out. But I thought it was a good match. It was a good open and it falls into the the MJF story where he's just a jerk. He just didn't want to be in Canada. So he said, Give me the first match, let me get out of here. Um I, I'm I I do agree with y'all where you both you, Brett and Matt, where I don't I don't like him cheating to win every time. Um I think he needs to get some clean victories. It, wasn't that 60 minute Iron Man match with Danielson? Wasn't that a clean victory?
1: No. No. Because that went into that overtime and then he hit hit him with the camera over the head.
4: Oh. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. But um, yeah, he does need some clean victories. I don't I don't like that he has to cheat every time to win, but I love MJF. I love everything he's doing. I don't want to see him wrestle every week. I think him wrestling wrestling sparingly, but still being on the show is okay, as opposed to Roman Reigns who never wrestles and in, shows up when he decides to show up for work. So I'm big fan of MJF.
3: Love the opening match. All right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And MJF, the you know, the characters, you can't it's hard to knock the character. And that obviously that's why he cheats all the time because that's builds in his character. But I agree with y'all too that he does need a clean victory here or there just to, to be able to take the wrestler more serious. I mean he's great. He's he's a great he's the great sports entertainer. I mean, but we it, there. There's another level there. I don't think we've seen yet, and hopefully, when hopefully it comes soon. Like Jeremy said, we don't know who's going to bring it out of them. but uh, hopefully, it is Adam Cole. You know, and I think that might be the Wembley, and then could be, and then if he gets past that, seat, we'll see someone Punk. else.
0: I don't think that's next. Well, it's coming because you know Punk's already rooted. Yeah, it's it,
3: that He's got yeah, the belt. I, think,
2: still. I yeah. think it's coming. I think that's I think that's the big sell for Wembley. Other than I I mean we'll talk about this later, but I think you're gonna get Omega Osprey three there too, also. So I mean I maybe, think those are gonna be the big two. Maybe,
0: matches. maybe, I don't know. Is is Kenny okay? I read Who today Kenny's fine. Who killed I, Kenny? <laughs> I
2: read today Kenny's fine. I mean I, oh I, I think that's which is shocking. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute, but I, I think those are the two big matches. If if they're gonna throw out the two biggest matches, of course they've already sold all the tickets. Now it's just about the buys, right? So now it would be Punk MJF and and Osprey Omega will be the two biggest matches I think they can sell.
0: Give me Zach Sabre Jr. against somebody, too, please.
2: We'll talk about that in a
0: minute. (laughs) But, yeah, I think this match, I mean, obviously, you know, it was a big match to start off, not one we were expecting to lead off, but uh, a solid match. Um, You know, I don't – obviously, it wasn't that big, wasn't a match of the night type caliber match, but, you know, it was a solid match to get things kicked off. Um, everybody loves to hate MJF, so you know the crowd was already pumped for that. So, um, I, I one thing I would say is that um, Tanahashi, I kind of agree. He he did look a little bit slow. Um, you know that's his second title shot. You know he he, he was he fought Moxley uh, previously for this, and so maybe he's getting this shot just because of his name, um, getting that match. But I mean. But I think if you have to have someone to, to take the pin, um he's a good one to do that for us because he's not, you know, he's not the top star right now in in New Japan. So yeah, solid I problem. mean
2: Yeah, they didn't have another choice. I mean, when you take out Osprey and Okada, who else are you gonna give? I think that's who it had to be. Uh, but you're right. That's two that's weird. Two title matches for him uh on Forbidden Door and be interested to see what they how they use him next year if he's back. Yeah.
0: All right, anybody else got any more thoughts y'all want to move on to the next one? You good? All right. So we'll talk uh, the next match. We got uh, CM Punk versus Kojima. Um, and man, was the crowd a little bit different. Of course it was Saturday night it was as well, but a little bit different than in Chicago at home as as uh it was more split. I mean there was there was some still some CM Punk CM Punk chants, but there was a lot of people that were booing him as well. Um, and I think that's – you're going to see a lot more of that just because I think his – the polarity of his character now with everything that's gone on backstage-wise and beyond. How long do they leave him face before they turn him heel? I mean, I mean, you keep getting the John Cena split and just let it ride? Or at some point, you know, do you full-fledged – because that promo he cut the other night was almost kind of a heelish promo. Um, I mean, he's basically like, I'm telling the truth. If you don't like it, then you're soft. I mean, he was taking shots at everybody. Um, but so that's kind of a, something interesting that came across in this match and also collision since we hadn't talked since then. But I I think that's what you're going to see from now on unless they just full-fledged turn punk heel and then he'll just be a Chicago fan favorite and then everywhere else he'll be booed.
1: You know one thing I think we can easily see with uh with AEW is that they're very and maybe too much and this is, might be a credit to WWE and I you know Kyle and I are probably Wow, no, credit, wait
0: can, can I get a clip of WWE, that? Giving a credit, credit to, WWE, to WWE
1: but uh they are very hypersensitive to what the fans, you know and this is spoiling later on but I mean you can see what they already did with Jack Perry and that was like one week of that kind of crowd reaction. So I think with CM Punk they might vacillate him a little bit, just more we don't know what we're going to expect because some of the cities are coming up with in Toronto are not necessarily wrestling cities in quotes. So maybe he'll still be cheered there. But, you know, your, your good wrestling cities, he might still uh, be heavily booed. So I think they may take more of a wait and see approach. But AEW doesn't really give, you know, if, if, it, if the uh, tide is turned, like with the acclaimed and some other things, they quickly go with that.
2: I guess the the point is, do you really have to declare him one or the other? I mean, like, there's a lot of guys that we could talk about that, are they heel or are they face? And the crowd, I mean, look at WWE, for example. Let's talk about LA Knight, right? Like, how did he come out? He came out as a heel, but the crowd loves him anyway. And I'm not sure there's been a face turn or a heel turn with him since then, but they just kind of let him be. And I think Punk is going to be what he's going to be. And i got to be honest with you, I don't don't know whether it's face or heel or who he's against or who he's not against. I think the crowds are going to be the same. So, honestly... Just, I mean, I almost would say play into that a little bit, you know, like leave some ambiguity there as to what he's going to be, That and it gives you more options of who he can put in. Well, he's
0: getting, he's getting the reaction either way, Jeremy, because, I mean, That's it's, what I'm it's saying. loud. It's so, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I don't know that you mess with it and just kind of let it see how it plays out. Eventually, depending on who he faces, if they take that shoot and turn it into a work down the line with the Bucks, Kenny Omega at some point, then – he's probably going to be the heel in that just because he's not Kenny Omega in the league. I mean, that, that, but for now I think you just let it, let it ride and well, he's getting the reaction it's better than no reaction.
2: And if, if he is next for MJF, I mean, naturally he's the face, right? Because is, is, is MJF the bigger heel to some people's eyes? It, it, you may see that be where they can turn MJF if they ever want to do that. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know that I would either. I'd like, to, I like them both in the role they're in, but I'm just saying you can play into him being kind of – he's not on the fence. I think after the promo, he I think that the, the promo on collision two weeks ago was to establish him as he wants to be heel. I mean, he even said I'm tired of being nice and all these kind of things. So, uh, But, man, there's still going to be a lot of people that love him, but just depending on where they go, uh, I mean, you saw that this weekend, two opposites in two weeks of collision was was night and day different.
1: And even with MJF being kind of the hometown hero of Long Island, I know Long Island isn't necessarily a place they go to often, but I mean, there's some really crazy things you can do with fan feedback with that. And really, if you remember the first MJF CM Punk feud, that was where MJF started kind of getting turned, you know, kind of that whole villain backstory when he talked about loving CM Punk and and that epic promo that we all remember with that. So, I mean, putting him with CM Punk, You never know how the crowd's going to react because we've already seen it once where MJF started to become a sympathetic heel, uh, even though he had to really fight hard and even push Tony Schiavone to try to get such cheap heat to, to stay a bad guy.
2: And I love UK wrestling fans. Those two against each other
0: in Wembley. That would would be nuts. Yeah. Well, they've already like, it's like a record as far as they've the tickets and stuff they've been talking about like, I think only the one that's gross more is like WrestleMania thirty two in, in Dallas. Hmm. So I think I mean and they haven't even I mean it's we still have two months really before it's here. So I mean it this honestly that could be the biggest biggest play that AEW's done so far to make some kind of dent in WWE is is do this Wembley event. I mean oh, for honestly sure.
3: Yeah, and you know sometimes the gray area is not good, but I agree with Jeremy about that. For CM Punk, it probably doesn't matter because you don't you have to force it. Because sometimes, like and I kind of mentioned earlier, but you don't if you force it, it could be too bad. You know, like how they used to force Roman to be a face when everybody wanted him to turn heel, and then and then now they turn heel. People, people now he kind of gets a, mo- a mixed reaction. So you know you don't have to force it, and especially with someone like CM Punk because. No matter what you do with him, he's going to get the mixed reaction.
2: But I think Hill Punk's the best punk. I think we probably would all agree about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. And, and yeah. I think even his but, partnership with FTR even, right? Like, I think those guys in kind of a Hill role makes them even better, too, in my opinion. That's, you know, I mean, I, I may be in the minority there, but I, I just – I'm with you, man. I would jack with it. I would let him go. I'd let it, I'd let it be.
1: And you never know because, like, with I think of Seth Rollins, and you know, Seth Rollins has been heel technically. I mean, he's not fighting heels right now. Uh, You know, he's acting as a face, but he's you know the whole Monday Night Messiah. He never had that official turn it's just the crowd loved him so if you just kind of play into that and, and let him be what he's going to be I mean you might take the inflammatory commentary out but it could be really fun and it gives them a chance and it gives them a platform to do something creative when they do that right because you know some people could say that you know John Cena they didn't do that right they just kept him as a face they could you know AEW storytelling has a chance to be good and that's an area where AEW has shined so this is a great chance a great proving ground if you well for us to see what they can do with that
2: and and that's a credit to aw fans matt and brandon and brett because here's the thing i like about it is think about jericho the one of the biggest hills they have in the company right yet when his song pops the whole everybody in the crowd singing it and they love it so that i think that's a credit to the fans that they can appreciate the, the 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 entertainer appreciate the wrestler sorry and then also buy into the storyline and what they're doing too i, I, I- We have things about that that
0: are great. I think we have CM. CM's here with us. It's not punk, it's CM Corey Marshall is here live with us. Welcome, welcome, Corey. (laughs) He said, This CM ain't no punk. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. funny. Corey,
3: turn on the camera.
0: Yeah, yeah, join us. uh, Join us. Talk some wrestling, Corey. But okay, so we run the the match real quick while he's the match. I think he's on the phone uh, with uh,
3: Tony Conner now.
0: Oh, is he okay? Hey, <laughs> he, hey, Ko. He might be on the phone with Uncle Kevin. Oh. <laughs> um, the match itself was solid, guys. I mean, you know, for Punk being out this long, I thought overall the match was pretty good. Um, had some fighting outside over the barrier. Um, I kind of liked when when Punk was making fun of Kachima, He was he was like chanting his name. When he was doing the chops. Um, thought that was kind of cool. Um. But, I mean, honestly, I can't tell that Punk has missed this much time. Um, at, at his, you know, elder statesman age, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, um, but he's hasn't wrestled in, you know, all this time, and then he came back for a little stint and then out for injury. I thought the match was pretty solid. I mean, honestly, it had some tough, tough shoes. I mean, this, this whole card was incredible, but I thought it held its own overall.
2: I mean, I thought it was what I expected, and and you're right. I think match placement says a lot. The fact that this pay-per-view was so big that MJF and CM Punk can go on one and two. I think I texted you guys that in the middle of it, too. Like, that's pretty amazing to me where they're at, but it's the match was what we expected, right? We all thought Punk would win the match. We didn't think he would take the loss, and it was going to be good work. I mean, I think they weren't going to put him in the ring with somebody who couldn't work well with him, and I, th- I thought him and Kojima worked well together. I thought it was a
1: good match. I'm going to be in the minority on this one. I'm just going to be crapping all over parts of this pay-per-view <laughs> anyway. Uh, I mean, I'm not an NJPW guy. I don't watch New Japan. So a lot of these guys, I don't even know who they are. And this is one I didn't even know who he was. So if there's any sort of history or build, I just had to look at it as almost like the Thunderdome. You said two guys, it, it, the crowd made it, you know, fun as far as their interaction. But the actual match itself was kind of, boring and predictable and neither really was you know much of anything as far as you know match quality goes uh so i was personally a little bit underwhelmed but that could possibly have to do with the fact i had no idea who he was wrestling at all
0: all right Kyle, you want to comment here on this one
4: yeah um i'm i I think i'm i'm overseeing punk um I, he is polarizing. He is a polarizing figure. He gets a reaction, and that's what you want as a, a wrestler. You you don't want to come out to no reaction. So he's going to get a reaction one way or the other. Um, I think in Chicago, he'll always be babyface. Doesn't matter. He could he could get away with murder in Chicago. Um, they don't care. But everywhere else, you're going to see what you saw in Toronto, split reaction. You're going to have some people that love him, some people that hate him. And he's going to play into it. But I, I'm I heard what you said, Jeremy. You don't – and I agree. You don't need to change him one way. Or Just let him be CM Punk. Just let him be who he is. Don't mess with it. Just let him keep doing what he's doing. And then over time, organically, if he falls into the heel category, then turn him completely heel. But right now, he could play that tweener role. Um, as far as the match, like Matts, I, I, I mean, it was it it was it was on the card. It was there. And Punk wrestled. I do agree with you, Brett, for the first match, his first singles match. You know, in in some months, he looked good in the ring. Um, I just, I, I just don't he's have never been a...
0: spectacular though. I mean, it, it, it was a solid, solid match. I, mean, I he... just don't
4: have, I, I just don't have, I don't, I don't really care about CM Punk. So as far as the match goes, I I didn't know the guy from New Japan, and I don't mm-hmm. care about CM Punk too much. I just really didn't care now, about the match. It was a decent match. I the just...
0: next, the <laughs> next match might be interesting though, Kyle, because he's in that you know cut match. And yeah. it looks like it could be a collision course with possibly Samoa Joe, and that intrigues me. That
4: I can get behind.
0: That I could get behind.
4: But that's more because really? I like Joe, not because. And there's, of lots, of,
0: and there's lots of history there,
4: right? right. Even back but to Green I mean, Water. It was it was a decent match, and I think going forward, once he gets into more feuds, maybe I'll, I'll gain more interest. But after the after the All Out and everything that happened, the fallout from All Out, I just I. I'm tired of hearing about CM Punk, honestly. Um, but, I mean, with Joe, I'll I'll be interested in that, but it's more so because of Joe. And this is not me hating on CM Punk. I think he's good at what he does. I just personally don't care for him.
2: Well, and I think the point, KO, is, is in the ring is not what he does. He's a storyteller right. more than he is a wrestler, right? And that's right. Right. even so in the match, before the match. So I think that's what makes him sorry. what he is. I'm with you, like. I'm intrigued by CM Punk. I like I like the fact he's able to do that. But as a worker, like, well, and that build in that match, he's not level. Jeremy,
0: that match was not one of those that had a lot of build as far as storyline goes. So that's why I think it's not as like like you said. He he does the, he sells the storyline. So if he doesn't have a build for a, a match, that's probably why it's not as mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, I, I well, again, I thought it was solid, but it was just okay as far as comparison to some of the match on this card. He's not going to be one. They can just go out there and do a crazy match and not care about storyline. He needs storyline to go with his wrestling to, be, well, to build him up.
2: He sold the crowds what he did, right? Like that was his story for the match. It wasn't about – it was never about Kojima. It was about the crowd and the reaction. He he bought it. I mean, that to me, that's the greatness of what he does. It doesn't really matter what the situation is, he can do that. His type of match is more of a beat-down physical – not technically great match. That's why him and Samoa Joe. I mean, don't take that wrong, but that's why him and Joe will be interesting or more interesting because it, it's going to be one of those physical matches. It's why the dog collar match was so good. It was why he excels in things like when he was in WWE and Money in the Bank and those type of things. So that's his thing. But but the crowd and the stories are what he does best. And, and I'm with UK a little bit. I I love CM Punk still. I, I like watching him when he's on TV. I'm paying attention. But at what point does everybody become tired of it? Because at this point, it's getting there. Matt talks about, you know, MJF getting there. But to me, it's Punk who's going to get there first, which is why I think they almost have to let them go at each other one more time, and it's got to be this summer.
1: And I I just want to kind of piggyback on that, because I think one thing AEW does that is a little bit off, and I think they really, I mean, you can even see it in collision that they've forced it the last couple of weeks They're giving punk these 30 and 40 minute matches, you know, or the, these time windows, instead of just letting him go out there for maybe eight to 10, have that hard hitting match. And it's just getting too, too drawn out. So I, I I'd like to see him get kind of to these eight to 12 minute matches. I think that that's his sweet spot and he might not be so overextended after that.
2: And I think well, that's even, why Ricky Starks didn't match up with him and F- FTR the other night, right? Like, to me, FTR is the same way, and Ricky Starks is not to me. Ricky Starks, to me, is more can get in the match and go for 15, 20 minutes. And I think that's that's what's interesting about Punk being back this time. And what you're right, Matt. They're giving him almost too much time in the ring. Give him a microphone, that's great. But don't put him in the ring for 20 minutes, please.
0: I mean, you could you could almost have him come out like MJF does and just cut a promo, you know, talk talk some noise to somebody, and not wrestle every week, and I would be okay with that too because that's what's going to build a storyline more than him than having, oh, I'm going to wrestle this guy because I don't like his tag team partner and getting these back and forth, those kind of story builds. He can just do it on the microphone. Let him do that. That's what he does. Yeah. That's why people watch him, not for his crazy wrestling. He does a fine job in the ring. He's solid, but that's not what's made him millions of dollars. It's the microphone. So let him do that more and wrestle less, in my opinion. All right. So um, on that one, I think we all got that one correct. And, uh, of course, we all got the um, MJF one correct as well. So uh, let's move on down the card. And this match, I think I mentioned that I was thinking that this could be one of those that, ended up being not the top match, but a very, very high up is the four way between orange Cassidy, Daniel Garcia, uh, Shabata and Zach Saber jr. And guys, there was some great spots in this match. Um, orange Cassidy retains. We all had orange Cassidy. We all kind of figured we did the math here. Three had a belt. Garcia wasn't winning. He was taking the pin. Um, we all were pretty correct on that. I think every one of us had kind of the same idea, but, but, Man, just the the reaction, I could just... Orange Cassidy and Zack Sabre Jr. one-on-one to me would be fantastic. Um, you've got... He's so aerial and so just does these crazy stuff. And then with Orange Cassidy, he's kind of comedy slash he does crazy stuff too. I mean... And then you added in the extra guys in the match and, and they just added to it. I mean, what did you guys think of this? I thought this was probably... It was my top three match of the night. I think you know, it it was up there.
2: I mean, it was a good match. I texted you guys during the middle of this and asked you, "Could Zach Saber be a superstar in American wrestling?" And I said that because I think in the ring the dude's really good, right? I just worry about his. What would keep me from wanting to follow Zach uh, Zach Saber Jr. now going forward would be the fact that there was no like. What we were talking about with CM Punk that makes you want to follow CM Punk is the way he talks and the way he carries himself, the way he does things. And Sabre Jr. doesn't have that to me. He's a great worker. But think about Orange Cassidy. Is he a better worker than Orange Cassidy in the ring? Maybe. But we like Orange Cassidy because of all the other stuff that goes with him. And I think that's where he struggles is being able to pull the crowd in. The You know, the New Japan and the the – I don't want to say indie like it's a bad thing, but the indie scene, the New Japan scene, you can get – People follow you there and love you there because of what you do as a worker. And that's just he, – he's great at it. I thought it was a solid match. I thought Shibata – you know, I, I didn't know who Shibata was before last week. I love the guy now. I think he's fun to watch. Um, And and Daniel Garcia played the role that he had to play very well, too. I thought it was a good match. I don't know if it was top three for me. Uh, but I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, I, I'm i surprised he wasn't first, right? That's the AEW trend to put him on first. Um, I, But I thought it was a good match. But I think yeah, I'm probably- with
0: you. He was until MGF pulled the MGF card, Jeremy. Okay, maybe so. And
2: you know, Jericho will tell you seconds the worst. So they didn't want to give Orange Cassidy a second. They gave it to Punk. I don't know, but uh, anyway, I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a very good match. One of the better ones. You're right. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it was top three, but uh, all four of those guys did a great job. I thought of doing their job in that match.
3: Well, Jeremy, also the with Punk around, well, Orange Cassidy leads as many shows. Because it seems like they like to have punk come out first too, so to get that crowd going. So you know, uh, it, it may, maybe uh, it may, they may alternate. I guess punk will lead right. off collision, and uh, Orange will lead off dynamite, and then they'll flip a coin who leads off rampage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I was a, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, I I loved the way it, the the way it started was just like I mean it 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 had you not wrestling wise, but you're just like oh this is like I'm into it because. The way Orange started, he did yeah. his little soft kicks to all three of them. Then they like played ring around the Rosie with them and did all these sorts of things. And like, and then it's like, okay, like this is gonna be was I, same with. I don't think I don't. I'd have to think if it was top three because I'm. Like, I got. Well, I know my, what my top two is, and then I think there's a couple others. No, yeah, it it wasn't top three in in my eyes, but it was a fun match. And I, like I could watch Orange Cast. I mean, because just last year we were watching Orange Cast and Will Ospreay, and that was probably the match of not then and then now orange cassidy's in one of the best matches again and will Ospreay was in the best match so it shows when you put those two together mm-hmm. are are separate they're both great but orange cassidy's fun to watch because he when he's entertaining and he's a good wrestler he didn't you know at first when i i knew who he was when AEW started i like got heard of him but i didn't know like this whole gimmick thing And so at first i was like ah can this work can this work and then as i started watching i was like this guy's awesome And then he started seeing he's a really good – he's really good in the ring too. At first she's like, oh, it's just a – it's a cool gimmick. And, like, he can never have a title. Well, then he's got the title and now you can never see him losing it.
1: And one thing you were talking about, Jeremy, and I I wonder if it's kind of an AEW – fear factor if you will and again I know he's not necessarily an AEW guy but I mean he's been wrestling on Ring of Honor and other you know AEW thing let, let us see his personality put him on the mic you know yeah. and if he gives us a five minute promo and that's horrible okay and they kind of have the same problem with Wardlow it's like they're afraid to let Wardlow have a personality so they keep pairing him with either Cody or Arn or somebody because they're like but you know, I think Wardlow has a fine personality and you know he might not be able to carry a 22 minute promo like CM Punk or Adam Cole, but very few people can. But you can't get to 22 unless you do five, you know. And AEW is not giving these guys the chance to do it. So Zach Saber might be able to have that kind of development if they give him a chance in in American wrestling, which we just haven't seen. They just let him wrestle, which is obviously very entertaining. And his style is it, it just looks so violent. I mean, you know, when he wrestles, it looks like he is. Really dislocating arms and things like that. I don't think I'd want to be, de- you know, I, dealing with that on the entertainment side and being stretched like he stretches his opponents because it looks absolutely brutal. I thought
2: at this point last year when they brought him on the Forbidden Door, he was a little hotter than he is right now, and maybe that's just because I'm with you, Matt. I don't follow New Japan very often. I don't, I don't follow much other than AEW But I thought last year when he came over, he really had some momentum, and I thought that might have been the time to bring him on and do that. And I don't know if you can do it now or not, but you know, I, I just think I'm with you. I think working wise, he'd be fine, but they, if they're going to do it, they're going to have to give him a chance because I just, I don't know, man. Like as much as I want to say, yeah, he could be a great one. I just don't know if he could yet. Cause you're right. They haven't given him a chance to yet.
0: Kyle, you got any thoughts on this match?
4: Um, it was a good match. Uh, I enjoyed it. Love orange Cassidy. Um, I'm not – I wasn't very familiar with Zack Sabre Jr. He impressed the hell out of me on um, Sunday. I'm I'm not a big fan of the joint manipulation wrestlers like Shayna Baszler and Pete Dunn. I'm not a huge fan of them because it hurts me to watch them.
0: You mean Butch? Uh, oh, just kidding. <laughs> it,
4: it hurts me to, like, watch them twist and contort these arms, and it just – it it's uncomfortable for me to watch, but that's nothing – That's not to take anything away from He's fantastic at what he does. It's just not my style. I'm just not a fan of it. But I do think he's fantastic in the ring. Um, I'm with you, Brett. I think I heard you say uh, an Orange Cassidy and uh, Zach Sabre Jr. one-on-one, I would take take my money. That would be a fantastic match. Uh, I think it was the right outcome. Uh, Daniel Garcia was going to take the pin from the start. Um, I like Daniel Garcia. I think um, I like the way he's. I like the way he wrestles. I like Daniel Garcia. Um, I don't know much about the, uh, I mean, the other the guy.
0: The sports entertainer the, had to take the pin, right? Yeah, he had to. He
4: had to. Um, I think that it was the right outcome. Orange is going to lose that title at some point. Um, I don't know to who because I thought he was going to lose it these past couple of times. Um, I'm not sure who he's going to lose it to, but he will lose it soon. But big fan of Orange Cassidy and – um, I thought it was a great, a great four-way match. Everybody got their stuff in, and it all looked good.
1: You're losing that 60-man World War III Royal Rumble triple <laughs> yes. ring match at yeah. Wembley.
4: That involves aliens.
1: Yeah,
4: and <laughs> an alien will take it. That Leonard's going to take it?
2: Oh, I'll oh. wow, see. You went there.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: that's his best friend. Oh,
0: uh, 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 Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. But yeah. I just, I, I thought the next match, um, guys, um, we're probably going to talk more about the after of the match than the actual match. I mean, it was solid. You got Sonata versus Jungle Boy. I guess, no, Jack Perry. I guess he's no longer Jungle Boy. I don't know that for sure, but um, pretty sure they won't be doing the, whoa. I guess, I guess that's probably done for. Um, that whole crew is either gone or now heal. Um, But I think we talked about this and Jeremy specifically was getting bored with the character. I think we all kind of had, you know, what is jungle boy now? Is this where he put him in these title matches? This was back-to-back title matches basically for him. Did he deserve those title matches? He really hadn't done anything to deserve them. Um, He's been hanging out with hook and he dismantled hook after the match, and my, my favorite thing about this was Taz's reaction, guys. He was on commentary, and he really sold that he was pissed off, basically, that he had just attacked his son on air. I mean, that was uh, – I mean, not that we were surprised. I kept waiting on it to happen. I was like, well, maybe they're not going to do it tonight. And then they finally got up halfway up the ramp, and it happened. So uh, anybody else uh, got any thoughts on this whole match slash turn here? Well, it made
2: sense why they gave him the match now to see what happened, right? Like it, they used it as it. I thought it was not odd, but after the fact, thing, okay, they used it to one of the few things they used to, to move forward in AEW storyline on this pay per view was this. I told you on the show last week, like you have to do something with the guy, like you can't take him serious. And now my concern is if you turn him heel and you're doing this, are you doing it just to bury him against Hook? Or are you going to finally, you know, are you going to take down Hook a notch? Who I think Hook gets a lot of love, and Hook's a guy that everybody wants to see more of, right? So now my concern is who you going to, who's going to look bad in this thing? Because somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose in the deal. And I think it's more detrimental to take Hook down than it is to take Jack Perry down. I mean, I just even though the guy just came off a world championship match, who has the bigger future of the AW? You would think it would be Hook, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and, and and you guys may disagree, but you know it's good for him to turn him heel finally. Now there'll be some interest in what he does. The stupid song will be gone now, and the, maybe the stupid boots and the, tru- <laughs> the, the, the the trunks will be gone. But um, I I, don't, I didn't know this was coming. I didn't really think it was coming this soon. But when I said it last week, I guess they they heard me. TK was listening. But uh, it was it it made sense then. The match he didn't belong in the same ring as Sonata. I didn't think. I, I thought Sonata was was better, but. Um, now you kind of know why he was there. You
1: yeah, had so much to say, Jeremy, and I just disagree with almost all of it. So I don't know <laughs> where to get my field chair out. You're becoming the new KO here. I mean, KO, KO and I are the the top of the heap and you're begging for one more win in the in the pre-cut when we're talking about who's winning but what about what has hook done to make you think this is a star i mean he's taz's kid i mean that it's like are you you think brock anderson is a future superstar you know Arn anderson's kid i mean what what has hook done he doesn't even talk i mean he's just you know he sits out there looks like gothic sting at at 19 or something and you know he he looks like he's five eight and one eighty and can do a couple of suplexes. What what about that to you? This screams this is a future star.
2: The fact that think about think about the crowd reaction he gets and he doesn't talk and he hasn't done any of that yet. If you're going to look at those two and tell me which which of the two has the star potential, you want to tell me honestly you think it's Jack Perry?
1: I think the way they've developed it, absolutely. I mean, no. I think that, okay, could Hook go to WWE and do be, do anything other than NXT job?
2: But neither could Jack Perry.
1: Juggle Boy, yeah.
2: Neither could Jack Perry. And, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, that's the great thing about AEW, is those guys have a spot and they have a role. I think if you were to poll AEW fans, they would rather watch Hook than watch Jack Perry. That's my opinion.
3: Well, well Diggs, hey, real quick. So, not not the last AEW thing we went to, but last May. Who, who was the second most over? Okay. First most over person at the AEW event was acclaimed, right? Right. Who was second? The second last pop of the night was Hook, when because all th- Tony Khan came up, came out the ramp. It was like a, it was like not even during the actual. It wasn't even during Rampage. It was like during just the, the dark part. And all Tony Khan came out there and said "Send," and the whole crowd went nuts. And that was a year and a half ago now. But he's I think he's only gained. I mean, he's the same character, but now he's by himself. Well, I mean, he's with Jungle Boy, but he's 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 not with you know Taz and them anymore. Or like the the group that they were with with uh, Brian Cage and all them, uh, but uh just I, at the end he was already like he was like the second us over and I feel like it's it's grown so, but I, I I agree with Jeremy on this I don't know if Hook's gonna be a star but I think he's we've always said we don't buy into Jack Perry and now he's in two world title matches and hopefully even as a heel hopefully never again but Hook's
2: never gonna win a world championship right like but, I'm not saying that but I'm just saying. Out of these two guys, one of them is going to lose and going to be knocked even further down the totem pole. And, if, and I think that you can't do that to hook the way you've – because I think they've built him up great. And I know Diggs, yeah. like, they have, he hasn't wrestled a lot. He doesn't talk, all those things. But in the way they've done it, he's kind of become, like, a guy that people want. I mean, even, even this past December when we were all there in, in Garland, I thought that he was still pretty over when he came out. I mean, without doing anything. So – I don't know, man. I just I think that he's got the brighter future of the two with AEW.
0: All right, Kyle, we're waiting on we're waiting on Kyle's opinion. I'm I'm, I'm just chomping the biz to hear what Kyle has to say. If he's going to go on Team Matt or is he Team Jeremy?
4: <laughs> I don't know. Me and Matt have been getting along this podcast, so I, I might have to side with Matt just to keep the good graces there. And we're <laughs> right next to each other on the screen, so I don't want him reaching across and and making contact. <laughs> um, I I like both of them. Um, I. I like Hook. I want to see more from Hook. I want to see him go through longer. I want to see him have a 15, 20-minute match. And his matches, most Well, yeah, but most of his matches have been five minutes, squash matches pretty much. Um, I want to see more out of Hook. I think Hook has a lot of upside. Jungle Boy, to me, with his babyface run, hit a wall. There was nothing else he could do. He wasn't going to win a championship. He had already done the tag team stuff. I mean, I guess you could send him after the international championship, but he's not going to beat Orange Cassidy for it. So I think they needed to do something with Jungle Boy. My question is, let me, let me throw this at y'all and see what y'all think. Jungle Boy rejoins Luchasaurus and Christian, and here's why. Here's why. Because he can look at uh, what, what Christian has done for Luchasaurus. Well, Luchasaurus, kind of, where well, I'm going to put this in quotations, has a TNT title. So he can look at that and say, well, Christian got my best friend a, a world championship. I haven't been able to get that on my own. Let's squash whatever beef we had. Christian, get me a title. Um, and after after Luchasaurus won the TNT title, Jack Perry <laughs> tweeted out, congratulations, dot, dot, dot. I think I think Jungle Boy is going to join Luchasaurus mm-hmm. and Christian and create a little faction. That's I hope my he does. Opinion.
2: I hope he does because the only people more irrelevant than Jungle Boy are Christian Luchasaurus. <laughs>
0: seriously, seriously, you know, I thought yeah. Christian, I thought Christian was holding that title. Is he not? He's not the champion because I could have swore well, that was what he said. On, I'm, there. He's I'm the also holder. waiting on Luchasaurus to turn on Christian.
4: I'm waiting on Luchasaurus to turn on Christian. Because Luchasaurus can be like, "I won that title. You didn't do anything."
0: Here we go. It'll happen. It'll it'll happen on rampage one day. Christian Cage is going to recruit Jungle Boy to to get his back when Luchasaurus turns on him, and then he takes Jungle Boy under his wing and tries to win him a title.
4: I just hope TK has an idea on what to do with Jungle Boy. That's my thing. I think he needed this heel turn, but where do we go from here? If if he's about to challenge for the
3: FTR title.
0: FTW. He gonna carry around the FTW title for FTR, a while.
4: Yeah. Another yeah, meaningless yeah. title in the company, <laughs> just like the TNT title. Meaningless.
1: <laughs> I, I like what you're you're thinking, Ko, and and but sometimes you know we're we're we're, we're, staying, <laughs> we're staying relevant together. But you know, I, I'm thinking back because when when I was really trying to process Jeremy's point about Jungle Boy and 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 I, I agreed that you know you kind of hit the wall and they because they tried to break him up, but you know, put him. I wouldn't hate him back with Luchasaurus. That was an entertaining team. Jurassic Express. I didn't even hate Marco in there. I would love to see I would love to see heel of jurassic express versus like ftr i mean there are so many things that i would be okay i want to see that i want to see that uh, you know J- jack perry versus any of the faces or any of the heels in the mid card i don't have much of an interest in that and you know he might have some good matches against a swerve or something but put it back with luchasaurus Ka- Ko might be onto something uh you know he just might oh, not be something whoa who's- whoa whoa stop the He just might not be an individual wrestler and- well, he-
2: you're right, Man. he's not. And and I'm with you, if you put them together, Yeah, I can't. I, it's, it's weird right now, honestly. <laughs> I got to tweet that. But, <laughs> but the problem is that it. you say you can't, you're not interested in him against mid-card guys. He is a mid-card guy. Like, we talked about this a few months ago when he got the title match. We all said Jack Perry's a mid-card guy. Like, he can't. Okay, great. And Hook may be, too. But. The point is, these two are about to go at each other. He's going to get that 15-minute match like we were talking about. We're about to see which one of them can work. And I just – we've seen Jack Perry in those situations. Him and Luchas Wors together as a tag team. Did anybody really take them seriously? I know they were getting title shots or they were title – whatever. But, like, I don't know. It's less believable that they're champions than Orange Cassidy's a champion. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just – I'm I'm, I'm not a big Jack Perry fan. I don't like what they've done. I, it hit a wall for a reason. It hit a wall because nobody cared about it anymore.
0: Well, so my does opinion he, does so is he does he sell you with Luchasaurus as a heel team? No, them two together better than him by himself, as well, individual. better than him you by gotta, himself. But, but you they're gotta gonna take on the moguls, them. they're gonna you take on something. swerves moguls on rampage every week, is what it's gonna be. Well, you gotta do something with him, right? He's gotta go somewhere. So if, he, if he's not a top, he's not a and you don't like him in the mid card by himself, then stick him with somebody and you know have have a feud with another heel group at least he has something to do i mean if you do stick him by himself i mean i'm kind of with you guys i i'm not like at first i was like oh it's cool music you know after the first two or three times i was over that you know whole thing and then you know then they ha- the whole feud with christian and Luchasaurus that was entertaining because they were like you know so good friends and all that but then they kind of got lost once that feud was over and he, and he kind of just they, were, they didn't have anything else for him. It's like they didn't know what to do with him. And so then he's been teamed with – well, he teamed with uh, Hook. He teamed with um, some other people. He's kind of te- he jumped around and formed different tag teams with different people. And then they threw him in the Four Pillars match where he had no business being. Um, then they threw him in this title match where they had no business being. And I don't know if that's was to try to make him down on himself where – he just got so ticked off, he turned heel. Like, like y'all said, maybe that's where they were going with that. But now, I mean, maybe he feuds with hook this feud. But after that, he just needs to find someone to, to join. In. And I, I just don't think by himself that Jack Perry, I don't buy it by himself as a, as a heel or a face, honestly.
2: The, the one final thing I'll say about this before we move on is when, when Jack Perry was relevant in AEW, the roster was a lot less talented and a lot smaller than what it is right now. I mean, let's let's be honest. When AEW was first starting, they needed a guy like Jay Perry because he was he was on there every night. He was wrestling every week. And now they don't need that. And that's kind of the that's kind of the unfortunate part for him is he hasn't been able to elevate himself to that top level. And I don't think he ever can, but now he's gonna be more and more irrelevant because they just continue to bring top guys in, top guys, top guys, top guys. And and he's gonna be a good worker for him. He'll carry matches for them when they need him but he's not a guy that they can count on or I think is going to be in the title picture of any title, honestly.
1: And I'll give you my last word. I think Luchasaurus is a hell of a hand. I think he is a talented wrestler, and I enjoy watching him work.
0: He was better on Big Brother. But. <laughs> <laughs> we all got that one correct. Uh, the next one we all missed, Team Elite versus Team BCC. Um, man, this was another just crazy match um i think to me it was really strange not having kenny omega and brian danielson in this you added a couple of you know japanese wrestlers which they they did fine you had you had um the whole thing with kingston moxley that that dynamic in there was interesting but then you had kingston you know wanted basically wanted to kill the elite too i mean that that whole thing was uh was interesting but you know long story short uh, team elite got the win, even though they were arguing at the end. Um, thought Kingston was going to drop their deck the elite on the way out. Um, but a uh, solid match, guys. Um, I like, I think this one could have been where I, you know, I said top three earlier with the four way. This one was right there with that one. I just enjoyed the interaction of the four a little better than this. If this would have been a uh blood and guts match or something more than just this. 10 man tag. I thought that was kind of a I don't know, I said an easy way out of this match. I wanted something stipulation, some kind of let them brawl around the arena, match, let them fight in the concession stand. Give me something crazy for this 10-man. Uh was it Anarchy in the arena? Something, something cool. The 10-man tag for me kind of just eh, I was okay with it. Um, but overall was a really good match. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I just that's what I that that would have put it over the top for me is giving it some kind of extra stipulation.
2: You know, remember last year in this match, it was for who would have the advantage in blood and guts and this is what they were wrestling for at that point. Which my, we're going to get that I think pretty soon too. I thought a couple of things interesting after the match: uh, Kingston and, and the Elite going at it, obviously, but also the announcers even made a point to to, to mention that Takeshta was not with them in the group after the match that he was kind of walking away on his own, the lack of Don Callis in the match, you know, all those things are interesting to me. And what does, I mean, for Takeshita, is he going to be back? Is he in the Blackpool Combat Club or is he not? Or what is that status? And then my man Ishii, that dude looks like a tank. And he acts (laughs) like a tank. I could watch that guy all the time. He's not even a great worker. Well, he may be a great worker, whatever. I don't even care if he's a great worker or not. I just want to watch him. Because he anybody built like a, a freaking pit bull they can do like that is, is pretty crazy to me. is my favorite Japanese wrestler of all time. Put it on the record. I don't care.
0: Man,
1: I, I, I disagree with you a little bit, Brett, just because of the idea that, uh, even though they didn't have that stuff, they told multiple stories as part of this match. I mean, the you know, just thinking of Eddie and and I hate how of Shape Eddie looks. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks horrible. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, why are you are you even taking this seriously? Mm-hmm. But he's such a good storyteller. I mean, the whole conflict with, you know, I can't let you hit. You know, I'm gonna fight him, but I can't let you hit. John Moxley, and then at the end with the kind of how that you know played out, and then even like what you said, uh, you know, the, with with uh, the whatever to take take a shit whatever his name is. <laughs> MJF calling him that, whatever however you pronounce that. Uh, I, I thought they did a great job telling stories and giving these. 10 people a platform to tell their story in this match without making it a big deal. So I think given what I was my expectations going into it and what they produced, I came away, you know, instead of underwhelmed, a little bit overwhelmed. I was I was impressed with how how they advanced different elements of the story. And nobody even looked bad, you know, at the end of the day. So
3: I liked it. Yeah, I, thought, I, I thought it was a good match. And, you know, it's funny, the super, super kick is one of the – that in the spear, like, two of the most overused moves in wrestling. But outside of the Usos, nobody makes a super look, kick look cool as like the Young Bucks do when they uh, – the Usos have them top, but the Young Bucks, is just fun watching them super kick the crap out of everybody. And then uh, and then I think one of the most surprising things is that Ishii got the pin. I mean, I think that, like – I was like, I'm with Jeremy on that. He was fun to watch. I, I don't really know who – like, I don't follow these Japanese guys much. I know Okada – and a couple of the others, but and I I knew who he was, but I've never like sat down and watched matches of him. And I was like, I, I mean, that, that guy's fun. I'm, now I'm gonna have to go look for his matches. Here comes Kyle. It's on me now. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, um, Tag in.
4: Uh, I <laughs> appreciate you. Um, I thought it was a good match. It was it was entertaining. I think this is Tony Khan's way of putting everybody on the card, which I don't like. Um, I think that you don't have to put everyone on the card every single pay-per-view show. Um, it was a fun match, though. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Brett. I wish there would have been some type of stipulation, whether it be anarchy in the arena, um, something, something crazy other than just a 10-man tag. But it was entertaining. And, and I think off of this, you can start so many different storylines off of this 10-man tag, which I think is, is exciting. Now, what TK does with it, I have no idea. But there's many options, and that's that's all you can ask for. There's plenty of options on what can happen. I was surprised that the elite won, but I think Matt, you said this earlier, after Omega lost to Osprey, they had to give they had to give the elite something. They can't just let the elite go out there and and with Danielson winning on um, over Okada, that's why BCC could afford the loss because he's still technically part of BCC. So it all makes sense afterwards. Um, but yeah, definitely got that one wrong. But I was entertained by the match uh, overall. Not as much blood as I thought there was going to be with the John Moxley match, so that was interesting. But uh, but uh, overall, it was a good match though.
1: I'm gonna challenge Jeremy as the per again. I'm just him. Him and I are gonna have our <laughs> little cage
3: match. As far as I
1: but I'm just glad it's not with me. all these NG- JPW guys, you know Zach Saber's probably the best worker. But Suzuki, whoever that was, the Jericho's partner, I was very entertained by him the, the whole match. So you know, give me give me some more of him and not the, the other the the tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: th- no, i know This is kind of we haven't talked about it. What did y'all think about the commentary? I liked the commentary. They had Kevin Kelly in there. He's got the new Japan uh, experience. I thought overall they they kind of mixed the guys in, and I thought the commentary was very good.
3: One well, other reason they mixed I, is because uh, Tony Schiavone took Taz's spot after Taz had to leave after Jungle Boy. It was it was only it was Kevin Kelly, Excalibur, and Taz, and then but Tony it took over.
0: it was a mixture of your Collision and your. Oh, okay, you know, I thought I, well,
3: I, I really thought I, they were going to rotate some guys, but. And and I know
4: I was critical of the the commentary on collision, um, just because I I I wasn't a huge person of Kevin like I what didn't know exactly who Kevin Kelly was exactly, but um, I don't think him and Nigel meshed very well on Saturdays. Now again, that could get better, but I really enjoyed Kevin Kelly last night with or Sunday night with uh, Taz and with Excalibur. I think they fed off each other. They were taking little jabs at each other too. I. I really enjoyed the commentary. I thought Sunday. that was the
2: best three they could put together with Kevin and, and Excalibur and, and uh Tony. I thought that I thought that was great the whole night. I mean, once Taz I, mean, I thought they were good when Taz was there. I mean, I, I'm one, I maybe one of the few I like Taz on commentary. I mean, he's not, you know, uh but Excalibur has proven that he can work with anybody. I mean, he he is able to work with Jim Ross, you know, uh and not Jim Ross of 15 20 years ago, but Jim Ross of 2023. 20, so uh, I thought I thought the the group was good. I, I really like Kevin Kelly. Now as the more that I've heard him now in the last couple of weeks, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what he does.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I like how some, and, and maybe this is by design or maybe not, but he kind of likes to poke the bear a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. like he, he'll bring up some WWE stuff. You know, is he allowed to do that? Is he allowed to talk about that? Mm-hmm. You know, he'll, you know, it's it's almost like he takes delight in mentioning the crowd reactions. Like, well, maybe we're not supposed to talk about this, but oh, we're going to talk about this a little bit. So when he's doing that, I, I enjoy him. And, and I, I think Nigel needs to still. I I like Nigel in NXT. I thought he was completely underused there. So if he if they can get him comfortable and kind of understanding the storylines and telling that they could have gold uh, there at Collision. But again, two weeks into it, I mean, you know, it's like Mike Adamly. You put him on Raw or oh. something. It's it's horrible uh, kind of a thing. I don't think we're at that level with this. But you know, you have got to give these time. You know, people time to develop. You know, you just can't expect. Uh, perfection and we as a adhd world we want to you know we want instant gratification when it comes to this kind of stuff and i didn't even know who excalibur was you know starting aew and, well, yeah because I,
0: yeah, I was gonna say to matt whenever they announced the the commentary team i was like oh jr and tony Schiavone. oh this is guy he was kind of the third just kind of the third add-in but he's actually become Like the lead guy, like he's the main guy they use, and his voice is incredibly great. He does a great job. Like, um, and so I think that to me, that's how I kind of saw it when the AEW first started. It's like you have those two big names, and you threw Excalibur in there, and it's like, hmm, they they knew how good he was. They put him with two legends, and now they've kind of let him blossom into his own. And he's now he's, I'd say he's the best commentator overall that they have. Yeah, I mean he's the voice of of the promotion for sure, right? I mean.
2: Even even though I I still think Tony does good work, but it's it's Excalibur's voice that runs the show, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Uh, next match, we got Tony Storm Willow Nightingale. Um, you know, for the AEW World Championship. Um, yeah this this was an okay match. I mean, not much build to it. Um, they've been kind of they've been kind of cross paths as far as storylines go with the whole outcast. I think she's gotten spray painted a few times, but not a whole lot of build for this particular individual singles match. Um, I mean, it was a fine match. I just, nothing special. I mean, it was just an okay match. We knew Storm was going to win. They're going to roll in her to Wembley. We'll see who she ends up facing. Um, I mean, I, I mean, probably Britt Baker, unless um, Hater couldn't come back because, you know, Haters. I think she's from England or somewhere in over there. So I think that would be the match that the crowd would love. Um but if if she can't return it I think it's Britt Baker but um this match was fine what would you guys think?
1: Much like Bronson Reed is becoming a recurring storyline I'm not, I'm have to build another storyline with Jeremy here because on our last episode he we had a little debate about Soraya and and Tony Storm and if he thought Tony Storm was a star and he thought I, I believe you did think she was you know a star but to me I think she's like the jungle the Jack Perry of the women's division she's just not that great <laughs> as, as far as that goes and Willow Nightingale like ragdolled her around and she had to have a cheap victory to me willow nightingale was the star i I love the match i showed my kids that match and and we were entertained by willow nightingale what does tony do i mean she she doesn't even look believable in beating willow she had to do a pile driver after getting you know beat up for 20 minutes just to get a win i i don't get tony storm still
2: okay what
1: does
4: tony do sweet cheek
2: music (laughs) i was since you went first, it's going to look like I'm just cowering down to you, Matt. But here's what I want to say. I was wrong about one thing last week. I said that I didn't think Willow Nightingale belonged. Okay? And I still don't know if she deserves to be the champion. But I will say this. As I was watching the match, I thought she is a lot better than I gave her credit for, it, number one. And number two, for somebody that is um, – th- there's no great way to say this. She's very athletic. She is a lot more athletic than you would believe. and And – I was watching back uh, yesterday the episode. I was showing my son some stuff we talked about last week, and KO even mentioned how she is like a man in the ring. And I was super impressed with her. I think that the opposite of the Jungle Boy reference, she has a future with AEW now that I'm not, I mean, I'm sure they saw it. I didn't believe it. I didn't see it. But after Sunday night, I'm like, so, okay, I'm all in.
0: So, I think so she can a, be really I, good. I, wait a second. I think I was the one, I was high on Willow Nightingale as well last week. You were. Um, because I said that that Mercedes Monet put her over and they saw something in her giving her that title, and you guys were, were all crapping on me basically for even thinking she had a chance this match. I, I believe so. If we can go back and look you're at You're right,
2: you're right, Britt. You're right. We we were on you about it. Maybe KO was trying to shake his head that he wasn't, but he kind of was.
0: she was a mid-carter. If I remember correctly, oh, you what, said wasn't that she the was a mid-carter? That was nothing else. Time out. Time out. Wasn't this
4: the the incident where we said um, you said that she was going to be elevated, and that's where we got all on? <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah, that was – that's we never said that she wasn't so, good, and that's not why we were getting on you. We were talking about being elevated. Yeah, when they – and if you listen to what Matt just said, you can't elevate somebody if they go against somebody who's not very good. I love Tony Storm. I think she's great, but – also like Bronson Reed, so me and Matt are never going to agree <laughs> on that. But, uh, but I think I don't think Willow's elevated because of it. I think Willow's very good in the ring; she's very good at what she does. But I don't think she's elevated think because of this her, match.
0: Someone me. referred to her as a mid Carter, I believe.
4: She is. <laughs> she can hold mid Carter. A- she can hold mid Carter Japan titles.
2: That's, that's I don't cool. know, man. I'm I'm not I mean, I'm not completely team bred at this point. But I'm closer to Team breath than I was a week ago, right? Like, yeah, I yeah, thought I, she was really, I thought she was really good Sunday night, like,
3: right? But but Matt Diggs said that uh, Tony Storm's like the worst champion we've ever had. He basically said Tony Storm's a mid card champion too, and so yes. He <laughs> so here's the pro- here's the bottom and line: We look better than her. We
2: all disagree about this on some level. The point is, I was yeah. I'm going to admit where I was wrong, which was I didn't think Willow belonged in the match, and she belonged in the match. And I didn't think she belonged in the title picture. I think she does belong in the title picture. I think oh. she is a lot better than I give her credit and for. The she's rest got, of guys, you can she's deal with good, your own problems. But
0: she's got a good pop too. She gets a reaction when she comes out. She's got that up, upbeat music. Um, Matt, that's why Matt's probably showing his kids. You know, that it's, she's a kid friendly uh, act that comes out. She gets the crowd. Out. I'd, I'd, ref- I'd kind of compare her not on the same level, but the similar way to Bianca Belair in WWE. She's you know, she she's got the kid, the kid that
4: I, I got one for you better. I got one for you better, All bro. Right. the the original Bailey, Bailey. the hugger okay. Bailey. No, that's it. Who,
0: that's Willie. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. that's what Bianca Belair is now, current WWE. That's why they don't want to turn her. Because like my daughter loves Bianca Belair. She's so mad at Rhea Ripley right now for for <laughs> uh for beating her. And so that's the kind of that's the kind of uh audience that she's hitting. So, you know, there's something there, I think. I'm, I'm kind. I mean, I'm not totally down on Tony Storm. I do think she's probably one of the, I don't say weakest, but non-impressive champions that that AEW's had in a while. I don't. I think she's, to me, is she the third best in her own group, and she's the champion, Matt. Yeah.
1: No.
4: Soraya is worse than Tony. I
0: would take R- Tony R- over R- Sarea R- Sarea every well, day. would I, I take R- R- Tony over
3: Ruby? No,
2: yeah, I would take Ruby. I would go Ruby, Ruby can Tony. go in the ring. Ruby, but Tony, Soraya. Soraya.
0: But Soraya, as far as like, she's there because she's a big star. Like, you see her and you, you see stars. She can talk. She's got that. She may not be able to go as well in the ring. But as far as star quality, you know, we just talked about CM Punk. Not That's not what sells her. It's her character. And Matt's shaking his head. That's kind of what, what you think, Matt? As well?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, I mean, I was, I, I, I actually just finished all access from you know May. I was just finally watching that, and they were replaying the, the uh, her and and uh, Ty Conti's feud, and some of that stuff was just fantastic. And and you you will not see Tony Storm put on a match like that. And Ruby Soho generates that kind of counterculture anger. And she can go. So I mean, in in that group, Ruby Soho is way better than Tony. And maybe Tony can do that. And they just haven't let her. But I haven't seen a Tony Storm match where I just look at that and go, "Wow, she's got she's a good wrestler." Or while wow, she's even got potential to be a good wrestler, she's just kind of a pretty face who they've kind of put a rocket rocket on her. And where where does it go? I don't. I just don't see it with her.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's definitely controversial. We'll see how it goes over the next couple of months and, and who gets that next shot. Um, it'll be interesting to see see that. But uh, the next match, I'm excited to talk about this next match. Um, match of the card, match of the year, match of what I've ever seen in my entire life maybe. I mean, uh, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. Um, and, and it's like – who killed Kenny? Thankfully, he's okay. But that was the ugliest uh, Tiger Driver, ninety-seven or ninety-one or whatever they. I guess it's not. It depends on their their birth year. I've kind of figured that out. So whatever year they're born is what they what they use. I think it's ninety-one. Um, but man, was that nasty! When when I sent that back to you guys and y'all watched it, I mean, did y'all did it, did your stomach just kind of curl up like mine did?
2: It was nasty when it happened, you know. I remember when it when it happened live. I thought, oh my gosh, like he might, well, especially with the injury history, like the guy might be dead. You know, I, I hate to even go first here and let Diggs tear me apart for this, but I text <laughs> you guys, and when I said this, I can't think of a match in my life that I thought was better than that, that I watched. I mean, truthfully, recency bias is a factor, right? But I think that. I, I thought Osprey and Cassidy last year was a great match and I, you know while I, I like Kenny Omega I think the guy's great but I'm not I'm not a super Kenny Omega fan necessarily but it, it but I think he's you know Sunday was phenomenal on both ends and I think Osprey is the guy that if if I'm we kind of joked about the tweet WWE wanted to make him Dom's assistant but the dude's about to make a bunch of money whenever he's available because he can carry any company that he wants to, and and I just match the best match in AEW history, right in the short history. Um, I I can't think of one better. I was blown away by it the entire time watching it, and when it was over, you just kind of sat back and like, holy crap!
0: Like that needed to be last. Um, I was just obviously- waiting for like the next spot. Jeremy It's like, that they're going to top that. Oh my gosh! They just oh what it's just kind of like one after the other for all the bad crap we have to watch in wrestling.
2: There's a lot of bad out there. That was, that was really good. And I think you could take people who don't even like wrestling and show them that match. And they'd be like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. And, and so for somebody who, who watches it, I'm not sure I'm a student of it. or I'm not sure I'm a history buff of it, but it is, it was, if I could watch that every day for the next time long, I think I'd watch it. I mean, it's just, it was unbelievable to me. And, uh, one of the, if not the best match I've ever watched. It was definitely top two or three. I can't think of any of even rival at this point. I made that believe.
3: And that a lot of matches you watch, you know, you're like waiting, you're like ready for them to end. You know when they're going. That one you didn't want to end, and you didn't know when it was going to end. I mean, and the, I think you know the best part is you love the 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 false finishes, of the two counts. But the best part, or one of the best parts, was when. Kenny, I mean, when Will did the uh, one-winged age on Kenny, and he kicked out at one.
2: At one, yep.
3: It, and it was like, I mean, that was like 45 minutes in, too. It was like late in. It wasn't like early he did that. It was late, like, like, oh, this is it. And he kicked out at one. It was like, could this get any better? And it, like everything else had already happened. It was already like a, a terrific match. And then that happened, and then they just kept going. I and mean, there were still more kickouts after that, and it was just one of those things like you didn't know when it was going to end because every time you thought it was going to end, it kept going. And then you're like, well, I don't want this to end. But also, you know, I, I think Kyle said something about he thought it was going to be a draw. And I was like, I don't want it to end in a draw. Like, because, we, you know, we thought Osprey was going to win get the title back. And it's like, I, I feel like it would have been cheapened a little bit if it ended in a draw. But uh, just a fantastic match. And, you know, I was the same way, Jeremy. I've, I've still been, the last two days, I've been trying to think what matches I've seen is better. And I've thought of a couple up there, and I'm like, but I don't know if they're better. Like, that's, I mean... It,
0: that's one of the best. What about even Osprey, like playing to the crowd, getting the Canadian yeah. flag and like wiping himself with it and playing. I mean, <laughs> and <laughs> even tell- and then licking Kenny's blood off his arm, yeah, telling a story even in the middle of the match. I mean, that's to me just yeah. extra on top that adds just adds that much more to the the amazing action in the ring. Real quick, Brandon. You- yeah, I want to watch him every week.
2: Yeah, real quick, Brandon. You mentioned the draw part of it. When they actually announced how much time was left, I was—I didn't hear it at first how much they said. I thought, okay, we're about to get a draw because very few matches, do you hear them announce the time left? And then when I didn't hear it was 30 minutes, luckily Tony came on and said that. But the yeah. first thing I thought was we're going to get another draw, which perfect. If you want to have a draw, fine. We'll go back to Wembley and we'll do it again. I think that's what they're going to do. And I think it's, I can't wait. But I
3: want to go back to Wembley. Yeah, but I didn't want the draw. What no, no, I no, like, no, I'm with you. Because now, now, now we're going to get a rubber I'm match. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Man, I, but it, it would have been great no matter what but it's a better that
1: we had a winner i I wish Brett had me a, a thunderstorm cloud or something because we we need me to have the thunderstorm coming in here and just completely <laughs> raining on this because in and, and I have to put a little bit of nuance it was a fantastic match i I, I would rate it a, maybe a 4.5 star kind of a match but you know y'all are talking best match ever elite kind of just that that next level I,
0: That's your your
1: news. When when I when I think of kind of what I consider one of the best matches ever, I think of Undertaker HBK at you know at twenty five WrestleMania twenty five, and even though there were some false finishes in that, it was believable. This had so many false finishes in it it became unbelievable at that point. Like, we know this is fake. You know, how much are, are, are they just going to continue to play this out? The Don Callis thing completely lowered the quality for me as well. That You know, th- there was a point where when they stabbed him with the screwdriver and you thought you were going to get the pin, if it would have ended there, I would have been happy. That would have been believable. But the fact that it took another four or five finishes after that to finish it off completely ruined it for me. The whole lack of ideas with Don Callis being cut, co- Brought back out after he was kicked out, lowered it a level with me. I, I, there's just elements of it I did not like, while completely understanding this was a fantastic match that told multiple stories within the match, but it was too much.
4: I, I agree with you, Matt. That that's what I was going to bring up. Is the Don Callis effect really aggravated me because I think this was a ten star, ten out of five stars. Like it was, I, I loved the match. I don't like the fact that Callis got ejected from ringside. So now, so basically, now anybody gets kicked out of ringside, you can just come back and. Well, they said something
0: about he would get fined, but who cares, right? Who
4: cares? What's the (laughs) point in kicking somebody out of ringside if they could just come back like that? I'm, I'm with you on that, Matt. That's if there's one thing that I did not like about this match, it's Don Callis being involved. (laughs) Uh, Now I get it. With the whole Osprey and Omega and Donka, I get it. But if he gets kicked out of ringside, in my mind, he's done. Like that's – Callus is out mm-hmm. of the out of this. Uh, so what equation. they should have done is they should um, have
0: kicked him out ever. If they're gonna do this spot, no, or they kick him out. After well, yeah, he, if
4: you're gonna do this spot right after kick him he out. Gets, does the right. spot,
0: then kick him out. Don't kick him out and then have him come back because it it it, it, it lowers the integrity. So like. Are there any rules? Like we kind of, it's kind of a WWE thing that we talk about a lot, where somebody does something and then they just, well, then why do we even have rules? Like, but oh, but here's the thing. What, and what make no, go ahead, K.O. What makes it more unbelievable is
4: Don Callis is holding Osprey against the ropes, and the ref, instead of getting security or somebody out here to remove him, he starts trying to take to like get Cal, uh, Don Callis off of Osprey. Well, at that point, if you're having to do all that to keep somebody out of the match, kick their ass <laughs> out. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why? What are we doing here? Like, that's the that that made no well, sense to me, and it took away from the and, match. And it,
2: well, here's the thing: I don't know if it took away from the match. It was unnecessary, right? Because ultimately, thankfully, Matt wanted this, but but fortunately, it didn't affect the match. Like, it didn't have an impact on the outcome, right? Like, it happened. You get the near fall. He kicks out, and we move on. <laughs> So even though Callis, that's that's the part about it I don't get. Why bring him back to do what he did and it not have an impact on the finish, right? Like, to me, that's the part, okay, why'd you do it in the first place? The second thing is, I'm with you, like, there's got to be some kind of clarification on what the rules are. <laughs> like, it, to me, if you get kicked, I mean, I'm a coach, right? If I get kicked out of the basketball game and I come back, so, They're so going to stop just, the game. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen.
0: Yeah, you can just come back in the and sit in the stands, Jeremy. That's the way. And coach from the coach from I'm the I'm going to tell
2: you, we're going to try it in this, this basketball season. We're going to find out how it goes. I'll let you know. You'll see it on the Tyler <laughs> paper front page. I'm sure.
3: I, well, I hope you, you don't, don't let get, you know get it. what game that is I can come to. Well,
2: it <laughs> what happened but,
1: at Forbidden Door, So
2: yeah. So but but the point is, I it it did. It was pointless, but I don't know if it took away from it because it didn't have an impact on the outcome. I think it was just eyewash, wash and, and I don't I don't to me there was no reason in doing it, but it
3: didn't take away from it in my opinion. If that makes well, sense. Well it shows how great the match is if that's what we're nitpicking. Sure. That,
1: I mean, but, but what do you nitpick about Undertaker Shawn Michaels? I mean, you don't. I mean, it was just, you know, it, it just stood alone. It was beautiful. Yeah. And you don't have to go back and go, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or or you know, they did a tombstone off the top rope through a table and he kicked out at one. Or, you know, you don't have these kinds of crazy things like you had with this match that are just completely unbelievable at the point that they continue to happen. So I I, I think at some point when you stab somebody in the head with a Uh, With the screwdriver, and then you hit a super finisher on him. That's the end of the match right there. We don't need to, you know, continue on after that.
0: Well, the ref was distracted a little bit. It didn't take, it took him too long to get over. That was kind of the part they sold. Like it took him a little bit to get over there. So then he'd already counted three, technically, he would have already been counted. And then they had him count. You know, they use that little trick there sometimes to sell that they would have been, they would have been pinned except for the ref. Didn't get over in time to count correctly. Um, so that, that happened. Ref- Why did we only have AEW officials? By the way, just out of curiosity.
3: No, we had a couple. There was Japan officials. was a couple of Japan ones.
2: But not in the red two, Not in the spots. Like I mean, you know. I, either way, okay. Maybe there. I wouldn't pay that much attention to it. But when it mattered, they weren't. Right.
4: But, well, if a, if a like the, the Sonata Jungle Boy match, they had a um, a Japanese official because that was for. Well, a they announced spell. the
0: rules. Like if it was a, a N- NWJP title or whatever. N W J P, yeah. I-W-J-P, yeah. Whatever it is, they they announced it and said that that was a that where they would go by their rules, and that's when they had the. <laughs> yeah, like
3: so. This favorite. match they probably should have had a. Right.
2: Yeah, you had Paul Turner in
3: there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Could have been should have been Aubrey Edwards at least. But like, why didn't she get a match?
1: I don't know. She's still busy dealing With Aaron Jarrett because she, yeah. you know, she but, hit her or something. But Matt, and, I'll and say this. Can't. Undertaker HBK mentioned?
2: would would be up there. I mean, truthfully, like the, the more, when you mention that, I think, okay, Undertaker HBK, even give me Triple H and Undertaker. I mean, I, there's some matches at WrestleMania moments that we could put up there, you know, Flair and Michaels, whatever. The, the point is, like I said, recency bias is a factor here. For sure. I think Brandon mentioned that. We were texting back and forth about it, but it's, there aren't many better. There may be some in that class, but there aren't many better.
0: AEW wise, we, we kind of agree that that's probably the best match in AEW history. I don't. I don't think.
4: I, I, I was trying to think. I'm, I'm like Brandon. I was trying to think of other matches that I've seen that are even, even comparable. Like I think that um, MJF and Brian Dance and Iron Man match was phenomenal. Um, I think the FTR and Briscoe's matches, the trio of those matches that they had, were fantastic. But just overall, the story that went into this Omega Osprey match with Osprey doing the same thing as Omega did to him at the Tokyo Dome like that's that type of storytelling. I think Osprey. For my money, best wrestler mm-hmm. in the world. I would mm-hmm. take him over Danielson or mm-hmm. anybody. I love Will Ospreay. I think he is absolutely. He did a freaking backflip off the dude's chest. Like he, he's, he's amazing. Um, I really enjoy him. I don't want him to go to WWE because Vince would absolutely kill him. Um, so I'm name. okay with where he's at. I'd see him in a. They
0: put, time. give him some stupid gimmick and change his name and make him, yeah. make him worse. But I, I love him. Will
4: Ospreay and I, I think the match, the match going into it. I, I said this on our uh, prediction show. I said going into it, you could give me the Osprey Omega match, only thing on the card, and I would pay fifty bucks for it. Uh, it lit that that match alone was worth the price of the pay per view. I, I will. That's one I'll go back and watch. I I very rarely go back and watch old matches just because like I've, I've seen them once, I've seen it. But I will if I only had to watch one match the rest of my life, I would watch this one. It was pretty good.
1: I, and, I, and I think you bring FTR Briscoe's was probably better because it didn't have all of these weird questions at, at the end of it. You know, they didn't have five false finishes where you, it's just, you know, super finishers and yeah. Don Callis questions and all that. Again, you could have taken that out, and then it would have been the perfect match. But again, and I get that—that's why I only have it as a four-five, you know, four-point-five star. Because if you're going to call seven-star matches or some of these crazy things you'll see Dave Meltzer do, they have to stand on their own. And there's so many things you can go, "What about this? What about this?" That just keeps it from being that level of of that kind of five-star match because those things should not exist in that kind of a match. And and I'm and maybe they'll have a reason for why it happened, but it cheapens it. From good that news is Matt.
0: The good news is we'll probably see it again here in, in a few months in Wembley. And maybe, and maybe that's why they, maybe that's why they did this shenanigans here. Maybe that the you know third time's a charm for you.
4: I will I would love to see that match again at all in. I would absolutely love it.
0: KO's flying to London. If I could, I that's-
4: would. Absolutely. Hey, maybe we could all chip in and get one ticket, and one of us could be a correspondent over there.
0: Oh,
2: he wants it to be him, I think.
0: Yeah.
4: Well, I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: I'm just, oh. I just think
2: if it here's my thing, and, and and I know that it's hard to just say this and go by it to not call it a five star match because of all these small things. To me, is is nitpicking a little bit. Just if you just sit back and enjoyed it and watched it and appreciated it for what it was it's a five-star match. And then you've taken the things, could race, whatever, I'm, I'm not Dave Meltzer. I'm not trying to give it a rating. I'm just telling you as a fan watching it, I'm not sure what else I could have gotten out of it other than what it was. And, and that's, you know, all the other things involved in it, considering I still think that's,
1: you know, that's how I feel about it. Jeremy, you're a teacher, and if you're a teacher and you have a rubric, and the rubric <laughs> uh, you have a great paper, but the rubric misses a part, are you going to give it a hundred just because you like the rest of it, or are you no. going to deduct for what's wrong? I, but so,
2: to me, as a fan, it wasn't wrong. That's the point. Like, it was, for Mel- like,
1: who who looked at that, who looked at the Don Callis stuff and said this is necessary to tell the story.
2: No, I, I said I don't think it was necessary, but I don't think it took away from it. Like to me, I could have done without it. But well, they they had, it,
0: well, they had to use it after they teased it the entire two weeks before with Callis talking to Osprey. We're going to get you security. He had to play something in it. They wouldn't have done all that to and build in, in building up to the match. You knew. Yeah. You Would knew the Callis match been better
1: it. if they kicked on Callus out and he stayed out?
0: I to
2: me personally, no. To me, the match is what it was, and and I don't even like. I don't. I don't care that that was a part of it. Do I think they had to do it? No, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me that it happened. Like it was You're hurting
1: Jeremy because you know you're wrong. It's like you're saying it, you can see it in your eyes. You don't even believe what you're saying. I see Kyle over here nodding his head like absolutely you did, you know, kick him out, you tell the story, kick him out, let him go. And you're you're trying to justify something you know cannot has no justification. I
2: think here's what happened. They kick him out, he comes back, and all of a sudden you think something's gonna happen because the guy came back. Like the, the it match, did, it did.
1: no, I mean, the know,
2: result was not impacted one bit by him coming kinda, back.
1: He, he kind of did with the like, screwdriver, Jeremy. I was mean, about to say, he did, he did involve the screwdriver, which
4: Osprey wouldn't have had had Callis okay. not come back. But I'm with you, I'm with you though, Jeremy. This, this did not make or break exactly. the match. Like to me, it's a five star match with, with or without Don Callis. It's five but, stars. Just if I'm gonna, if If I want to be nitpicky because it's a five-star match, if I'm nitpicking, I could have done without Callis coming back, but it didn't change the match for me.
0: It's still a five-star, a five-star, a five-star.
2: But why nitpick? It's my thing. Like, why are we even nitpicking it? Just appreciate it. But here's the thing.
1: Because you have to nitpick if you're going to call it a five-star. It's like saying you have a best friend. I like don't. got three because best I'm, friends. Like, oh, my i got my four best friends here. Do you know what the word best means, Jeremy? Do I need to go talk about it? Mean, did and make another from last week? Five stars should be something you see once out of a thousand matches that stands feel, on its own, and that wasn't an it. That, well, that was not it.
3: Well, we feel
2: like it was. Here's all I'm saying. Osprey comes out and hits him with a screwdriver. If at that point they hit him with a screwdriver, he pins him, then, yes, it had an impact on the match. The match went on for how long after that happened? I, I didn't time it. I don't know. I, it think was a, had,
3: I mean, I think uh Diggs hates that part.
0: It was a rubber screwdriver, it wasn't real. That's why okay. and,
2: and the if we want to talk about stuff that's unbelievable and takes away from matches and talking about a rubric, you want to believe that a six foot ten guy is has supernatural powers to beat Sean Lyon. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like it's it's wrestling. That's what we're doing. I mean, that's what we're talking about. The Undertaker is the most unbelievable thing in the history of wrestling. Okay, maybe not the most. It's one of the most unbelievable things in the history of wrestling. The but that's guy that's has the these...
1: fun of suspending disbelief. Okay, this so let's
2: suspend disbelief this belief and just call it the best match you've ever seen.
1: I mean, at what point are <laughs> you just going to let people kick out just to kick out? I mean, are we going to have this like eight-star match just and have 120 finishers in a row and just be like, well, they're never going to die and then have a 60-minute draw and just have you... the ultimate finisher 60-minute match where you hit your finisher through 20 ta- barbed wire fire tables and nobody ever loses because why do we need to lose in wrestling? Matt, why do we need about, to lose in wrestling? We're we talking about a sport, everybody participation trophies <laughs> yeah. on Jeremy's basketball team. <laughs> so we all feel good about our you
2: stuff. legally assault like you are assaulting people. You're you are hitting them with weapons, you are hitting them with a, a firework on your super kick. You're lighting people off. Kane has made a living out of burying an undertaker, burying people alive. What is if you want to talk about suspending disbelief? Let's go on and on. Let's don't talk about this. Like
1: we all know. 350 pound digs on your shoulders and let me hit you with a screwdriver and see if you can get up in three seconds after that.
2: If it was a scripted show, I wouldn't. Like that's why you You have to appreciate it it for what it is. You have to appreciate it for it. You have to appreciate it for what it is. I need to
1: appreciate a five star match for standing on its own. That's what I want. I'm saying it's really good, but that doesn't make it a five star match when you have those kind of shenanigans. It lowers it to like that next tier. You can't have that kind of stuff in a five star match, and if you're defining a five star match like that, you're you're basically saying, well, you know, I, I'm going to make justifications for bad behavior because I like the kid on my team. No, it's got to stand alone. It doesn't stand alone. That's all I'm saying, it did not stand alone. I'm calling it a four point, and I'm calling it a four point five star match, a top three match of the year kind of a thing. But those shenanigans take away from it necessarily. They After have the not, year. It did not need to be there. It did not need to be there.
2: This is like Ko turning not down a, a ten at the bar because her toes are too long. I mean, come on, man! Like,
1: they, but that would freak you out, wouldn't it?
2: I would call him an idiot. Would I would call him an idiot that he's turned Richard, down a ten because
1: her
4: toes group are too toes long. Toes on if, this girl, if,
1: and you're you're out. If, if it's a ten
4: and she's got sloth toes, that's fine with me. She's still a Thank ten. You. Thank you.
1: But she's not a ten at that point, <laughs> and you're not going to take her to your family with group toes. I put. Put, I some Put some shoes on.
2: Put some shoes on.
1: Yeah. socks and shoes on,
4: we're good to go.
0: <laughs> well, um, I have lost my breath here, y'all. <laughs> um, let's move on to the next match because I don't think uh, no matter of conversation is uh, uh, Diggs and Jeremy are going to agree on this one tonight.
4: Uh,
2: <laughs> You're welcome for uh, the views, by the way, Brett. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we got Team Sting versus Team Jericho. Um, this one was one we had split here. Me, um, KO, and, and Matt had Team Sting. And uh, well, look, Jeremy and Matt didn't agree on this either. They had, we have Jeremy had Team Jericho. Um,
1: pretty much like everything style. else I was right and he was wrong. But so here <laughs> we go again.
0: Yeah, I, t- I, mean, I
2: told you when I picked it, it all depended on what they were going to do next. I thought they were going to have another match, and I thought so, so Jericho would win and get this one. I don't know what they're going to do. I was wrong. I mean, I took a shot based on what I thought, how they would book it, and uh, and I was wrong, but you know, uh, what
0: do, still- what do you think about Sting's Joker makeup? That was also awesome. different.
2: It took me back to 2011 watching Impact, but uh, yeah. no, I thought it was, I mean, I liked it. I like Sting. I've loved Sting ever since I was a little kid, right? Like, he's the guy that, that I grew up watching, but um, It was cool to see those two, you know, see those guys interact. I thought there'd be more between Sammy and Jericho. Maybe there'd be some kind of tension there, uh, more so than there than it appeared. And, uh, you know, Suzuki and Naito. Those are two guys that I could kind of get into watching down the road a little bit. I thought they were both. I thought they did a good job. But um, I I didn't see.
0: I thought there would be more interaction between Sting and Jericho, and there wasn't a whole lot. Maybe are they? You think they're holding that off for another another match? I mean, they, they kind of got the ring in, the, in the, each other's face, but they didn't really do a whole lot back and forth.
2: I still think ultimately Sting retires when it's Sting and Darby versus Jericho and Sammy. But, you know, Sting has come out this week and said he's not ready to retire. Like, I think some people thought it would be an all-in. You'd put those four in the ring it all-in. and But he's kind of acted like that's not what he wants to do. He wants to stick around for a little bit. So, uh, I don't know. You're right. But, I mean, there wasn't a lot of interaction between the two. but um
0: I just thought maybe they are holding it holding it for something else, maybe. Because I was thinking that they'd be – they kind of built it up as Jericho and Sting, never been in the ring together, you know, big deal. And then they kind of got face-to-face there. And then, you know how it goes, they get hit by somebody else and they get pulled different directions. They kind of teased it a little bit, not a whole lot of interaction. Like, you know, there's going to be something else coming down the road between them. That part was underwhelming,
2: for sure. But – you know i thought the match was what it was and in a tough spot between you know the big two matches of the night yeah i
1: think i'm going to say what a lot of people are thinking but you know like jeremy we just don't have the courage to to actually hold to our convictions in many things but sting does not need to be wrestling anymore like he he is not bringing entertainment that i mean he, it's just not believable it's like these kids have to slow down and baby him and like you know they have to like make sure he's okay like you know when sammy hit the table spot on him like he had immediately go are you okay it's like you know you, you it's almost like he's like wearing these kinds of padded things under these shirts so he could try to take these bumps to be relevant still and and it's just not needed and it's not I don't like it anymore. It's so, you a, uncomfortable. so
0: you need a double J versus Sting match. Uh, oh, Kato would be definitely for that one.
2: <laughs> I agree with you, though, Matt. I, I think there's no benefit to having him in the ring at this point. I, I don't think he's bringing anything beneficial to the table. I'm not sure Darby needs him. I'm not sure Darby ever needed him, but I, I sure don't think he needs him now. Uh, and, 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 you know, God, the guy's, what, sixty-one, sixty-two. Like, at some point. It's it's like, you know, the,
0: the, the movie like, The Wrestler. Like, you got to like, quit great, it, man. Flair, I mean, you know.
1: Same thing with Flair. I mean, you know, at if he would have left against HBK, that was kind of his peak. But everything after that is just cringeworthy. And this is very, you know, Sting is getting into that cringeworthy, for me anyway.
0: Well, luckily they don't put him in the ring a whole lot, so it's not as bad. And, I, I, you know, Kyle said something about Jeff Jarrett. They've been using Jeff Jarrett a lot more in the ring and stuff.
4: They don't need to. Yeah. Um, I this match was put in a horrible spot mm-hmm. right after Omega and Osprey. Mm-hmm. There was I don't me personally, I don't think there was anything that these men could have done in the ring that would have that would have to me made this a great match. Like I don't just coming down off that Omega Osprey match and then it, it was kind of sandwiched in between the two best matches of the night, like you said, Jeremy. And I I I just I could have done without this match, I think. It was, leading up to it, the whole thing was Sting and Jericho, Sting and Jericho, and they barely interacted in the ring. So I I didn't care for it too much. I could have done without it, but I also think my opinion on the match is skewed a little bit because of how much I loved the Omega Osprey match, literally right before it, a 45-minute banger that now we have to have a 60-year-old out in the ring after that. I just, I, I didn't care for it
1: my two takeaway memories from that match and it just kind of lets you know and again I didn't hate the match or whatever I I, I still love Jericho everybody's singing a Jericho's theme song I'm, I'm not tired of that you know him coming out is one of the best entrances and then just that little scene where they did the, the sex gods thing and you got you know and, and then here here comes Suzuki right now and just smiling I, I love that and I'm gonna remember that little element of the match more than any of the actual wrestling.
0: What did y'all think about?
3: I think for our next show, we do Suzuki's, Suzuki's hairstyle.
0: Yeah, ah. <laughs> for did sure. Y'all, did for y'all that. notice that uh, you know Sammy's botched cutter on Sting? That was one of the things that you know was kind of scary. Um, you know, I think they hit him around the head, and thankfully yeah. he was okay. Well, it wouldn't
4: be scary if he went out in the ring wrestling.
0: Yeah, well, that's true, and that's so. one of the things you got to you know you have to be extra careful with someone like I- that.
4: I don't even think I don't even think he was supposed to take that bump from Sammy through the table. I think he was supposed to get off the table. I don't think I, don't, I just think he didn't move in time, and so he kind of he got clipped by it. I don't think that spot was intended to land on Sting. I think Sting was supposed to get out of the way. That's just what I think. In the and that roll.
1: actually brings up a, a point that I should have mentioned in the art, but you mentioning the cutter thing moxley's cutter in his in that 10-way match was the most rko thing i've seen in a while Like that came out of that that was fun you know that that element of that match but i figured i'd throw that out there.
2: Too. the unfortunate part about sting is since he went to wwe his wrestlemania stuff was underwhelming it's been underwhelming in AEW, and he's just getting the rub from his name right he's getting the pop from his name and at some point that's going to go away right like I don't know when, and and it's it's unfortunate that he's still trying to get in there and do that. And he says, like I said a minute ago, he said in the last couple of days, like he doesn't think he's done anytime soon. He's got more in the tank. His tank's been empty for a while. And I, and I love the guy,
0: but the best thing uh, he's done at AW to me was that cinematic matches that they did where they was pre pre recorded where they were like cut. Those were really cool. With seeing um, that was some of the best work because then they could hide some of the you know age stuff um but other than that i, I mean he's been I, I do think he's been good for darby to a certain point but i think that's kind of i think that's kind of used up at this point i think darby's fine on his own. he's got his own character developed he did kind of use sting as a rub to to get to the top but i think he's pretty much got all he's going to get from sting now
1: Completely agree. I mean, you know, Darby kind of stands on his own. And I, I, you know, you have to think you're going to have a Darby sting match, but that's going to be the most fragile, like Darby's not going to want to do anything to hurt him kind of a thing unless it's a protected spot. And I just can't see them going in any sort of entertaining match. Darby's way way too
4: chaotic for that. I don't think you'll get a one-on-one.
2: I I don't think you'll get a one-on-one with sting ever again i think his final match will be him and darby together that's why i think it's coming sooner rather than later because i think they will be together when it ends just a matter of against two
0: um well i think like- it'd be perfect jeremy for for to jericho because jericho's been good about putting people over i think he would he would fine put sting over on his last match out the door i think he would he was he's a good uh good hand nowadays um you know jericho still gets his wins and he's still believable but i think you know, they've got to be pretty good friends. I mean, they've been in the business long enough. I think that would be a, a cool moment for him to put Sting over one last time. You say bye bye. Is that what you're saying, Kyle? Bye <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, let's move on to this last match. So we still got to talk about the uh, money in the bank as well. So uh, we got Brian Danielson and Okada. And okay. Um the big news out of this match is Danielson out six to eight weeks with a broken arm. Um I I didn't see it live. I think that says a lot for Danielson's toughness. I mean, you notice he favored it, but sometimes you 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 know how much they like to sell those injuries and stuff like that. I didn't notice it. I kind of want to go back and watch the match to see if I can see where it is. I, I don't know if I, you guys did.
4: I heard somebody say uh today that it was on the the elbow drop Okada did from the top rope, that's when it – I guess where he landed on Danielson, it just landed to the right spot and broke it.
0: I do know that it was like 10 minutes left in the match, supposedly about whenever it happened. No,
4: it 10 minutes into the match. Not yeah, left, okay. ten, it was ten into minutes. the match.
0: So yeah. he wrestled a lot of the match with a broken arm. That's that, that's tough right there. And, the, I mean, he he was doing all those holds and stuff, you know, the LaBelle lock and some other moves, like – I mean, he's using his arms. I mean, it's not like he wasn't able to. I mean, that and, and then how good the match still was. Um, It just shows how good a wrestler Brian Danielson is now. Coming out of this match, to me, the sad thing is I was looking forward to Apostle Blood and Guts, BCC versus Elite. Now that timeline, is he going to have time to get back? Now, since it is that kind of match, maybe he doesn't have to wrestle as much and he might be able to, be in the match but you know i guess we'll find out soon he could
2: wear a titanium cast i like yeah there you go yeah yeah
0: Yeah. he could use the
2: cast as advantage jeremy because it's so believable um they're they're (laughs) talking about july 19th being blood and guts it's kind of what has come out last couple days about when they're gonna do that when they're in in boston i think so it doesn't fit in it doesn't fit in the timeline um but you're right kudos to danielson for for being able to work like he did. I thought the match, maybe it was because it was after Osprey Omega, which we've talked about, but I felt it kind of ended uneventfully. Like, obviously, he puts him in a hold and he taps him out. I just felt like it ended in a weird spot, like maybe just, I don't know, like without much.
0: you got to wonder, though, if he, if he called it, if he's like, hey, I can't go anymore. Well, surely.
2: I mean, it it, it had to change the match to some extent, right? I mean. I don't know the exact time of the match, how long it was, and maybe how long they thought they could go, but I thought it ended in a way that now it makes sense to me a little bit. Like, okay, maybe he just couldn't do anymore, and they ended it the way they did. I mean, it was fine. It didn't like – it wasn't like, oh, we had to end it seven minutes in, you
0: know. Well, if we hadn't had the other match, then this match probably would look better, Jeremy.
2: Well, I mean, that's true,
0: but uh, (laughs) – When you have a match like that, it's like after that, you're kind of just still in shock of what you just saw. And they did give you one match, kind of a – to get back in, but, you know, by then you like, this is not anything like what we just saw two matches ago. For whatever it's worth.
1: I know, Um, I know pay-per-views and and whatnot are a little bit different in this world, but I mean the whole card was like three hours and 58 minutes. So I think they pretty much ended it when it was going to end anyway, because I don't think they're going to run it over four hours. So I think they filled their spot.
4: I, I, I was expecting a lot more going into the match. Um, I think i I was underwhelmed, if to put it nicely, I was underwhelmed by the match, but watching the match, I didn't know that Danielson had a broken arm, so now hindsight's right. twenty twenty maybe that's why the match wasn't as good as I expected it to be. um I think the right outcome happened. I think Danielson needed the win um i I think this will get revisited somewhere down the road, not in America though, I think it'll be over in Japan where they redo this. Um, but I, it was a, it was a good match. Um, it, overall, I thought the show was very good. It had its it had some down spots in it that I didn't care for, but to me, for my money, Osprey Omega was worth every penny, and it was worth the pay per view. I'm saying all that to say because I gotta go. But I will uh, I'll text the group my uh, money in the so, bank. Okay, so, so while we got so, you, uh, then
0: Kyle, um, some things that real quick, what you're looking forward to, money in the bank, and what match you're most looking forward to.
4: I mean, I think the Money in the Bank matches are the ones I'm looking most forward to, just because that's the the gimmick. Um, I don't even know the whole card, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not. I, I'll tell you one match I'm not happy about watching, and that's Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. Not looking forward to that one. Um, but I do think the Money in the Bank matches. I think they'll be fun. I think the. The men's Money in the Bank is a little more wide open than the women's Money in the Bank, I think. So I think they'll both be really good matches, and that's to me, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble. So no, like,
0: you don't care about I the uh, the Civil War? The
4: oh yeah, well, yes. Anything Bloodline okay. related? That's 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 I forgot about that. Yes, Bloodline Civil War is the main thing I'm looking forward to on that on the the Money in the okay. Bank for sure. And and the London crowd is going to be mm-hmm. fantastic. And I'm looking forward All to right,
0: that. Well. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Kyle. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get your picks. I'll get them in writing. Make sure, you know, we don't, Matt will try to accuse you of cheating. So we got to make sure. No no, no, no,
4: no, no. Me no. and
0: Matt are now. We're best friends now. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Without he Kyle
1: here, I'm going to have to go heel turn on Brandon <laughs> next just to give me a little bit of <laughs> a, a foe to play with here. Or or you, Brett. I mean, I, I'm open-minded as far as who gets to steal chair, uh, you know. But I, I was actually you, you agreeing don't, you don't. with Jeremy on this as far as in NKO KO. I I feel like we're having you know this this moment of of love when it comes. You know, again, as somebody who's not an NJPW Japan watcher, you you tell me this guy is the best in the world, but. Like, I I don't know who this guy is. And Will Ospreay, they brought him over, you know, they brought him over last year for the build for this. And we got to see him bang, you know. So even if we don't know who Will Ospreay is from Japan, we got to watch him have some great matches with Aussie Open and, and, and other elements. This guy, I don't know who he is. So you're telling me he's the best in the world? He didn't look like anything special to me as far as that goes. And the announcers weren't telling me anything. Tony Schiavone asked, does he fly? You know, like Tony Schiavone doesn't even know who this wrestler is. Going in there, so it's just like you know, it could have been Brian Danielson against some random dark jobber that they gave 25 minutes to, and it it kind of does the same thing to me.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, at least he had a
3: cool he a cool entrance,
0: though. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, the, this, he's one of the more famous ones, you know. The, the Rainmaker in, entrance and stuff was cool. Um, I don't know, like I don't I haven't seen a lot of his matches, but I know who he is just because. You know, I had I have watched a little bit of New Japan in the past, not not recently. Um, more when it was the Bullet Club was kind of starting to form, and I would peek in over there because I enjoyed um, that storyline a lot. Um, but I've seen him. He, he's of course I don't know how old he is, but he's been wrestling a while. So um, you know, again, unfortunate thing. Father Time never loses, so you can get up there, you're, you, it's not going to be as good. I was glad to see them, if they wanted that that match, I was glad to see them get that match. Unfortunately, Danielson gets injured, so maybe they'll get to run that back um, once he heals up and maybe he he goes and does that in Japan, like you said. But I think overall the match was solid in the pay-per-view to me. um, We talked about coming in. This one was going to be more for the matches, not the storylines, because of the New Japan-AEW crossover. Um, And I think it delivered. I mean the one match was we talked about it, amazing but I didn't think there was any matches that were bad like all of them were solid there were some that could have been left off and I wouldn't have been been okay with it but every match was pretty solid I didn't I didn't see a match that was just like awful like you know like like Kyle said the I'm not looking forward to Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio I think that one's going to Cody Rhodes will be great cuz he's in the match but there there's not any bummer matches there was no bathroom break matches really for me. I think they were all pretty solid. And you had to stay tuned because you just didn't know what they were going to do. Um, some of the matches there's some good spots and and just things that you didn't normally see because you got to see wrestlers you don't normally see. So I think that to me, that was a sell that you know, maybe you didn't know them, but you also didn't know what they were gonna do. You like we watch these wrestlers every week. Up oh, he's gonna do that move and that move and finish him. Well, these Japan wrestlers, we don't we don't watch them enough so that we may not know when they're going to – what their finisher is or what move they're going to do, and then they're going to do the – so it was – kind of left things up in the air to me. Even though we kind of knew some of the outcomes of the matches, I thought it was just a kind of different dynamic than you.
2: I think it's always tough to do it the second time, right? The first time last year was the novelty of it, the first time it had happened, and we were interested in it for that reason. And I think it's hard to do it again, but they did. I, I thought it was a good pay-per-view also. I mean, I, I'm with you. I don't think there was any matches that were bad. I'm, I'm with you. There were some that could have been left off. But, you know, I I think – I'm thinking if I'm New Japan, am I hoping to get some more viewers out of this? And I just don't think that – I mean, I'm not more interested in watching New Japan now than I was before.
0: Um, Let's just and, want to watch Osprey. Well, right. Uh, and how long are they going to be able to hold on to him?
2: Well, you yeah. know, he, he, he loves it in New Japan. If you read anything that you hear him talk, like – he felt like and they mentioned this during the broadcast they felt like new japan was his thing to 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 handle and to mold during covid and the in and the quarantine and stuff like that and the lockdown and he i think he's in love with new japan i don't you know okay, the hey money will talk me, at some
0: point yeah let me let me let me throw it this way as a coach you love Brookhill. hill you know you tell everybody you love brook hill that way they offer you more money so the more they they know they got to offer you more and more money at some point if you get that million dollar offer over here to to somewhere else i mean money has to talk eventually i mean the mavericks call me i'm going right
2: like and so i get i mean right i mean there's that aspect of it for
0: sure so Um, you don't want to say you're not happy because then you don't get as much money if you're happy and you love it there now they gotta offer you more money to get you away from there negotiating tactics could be you never know
2: it could be it could be but even even though like for me, I'll something I'll find on YouTube or the internet or whatever, right? Like, it won't be something I'll turn, I'll tune in and watch New Japan to see if he's on there. I mean, that, but it's a good show. My, I, I was sitting here thinking, would they ever move it and put it in Japan? I thought, no, the Japanese fans are so quiet. That would be terrible to watch. It'd be terrible TV. They just pumping
0: um, pump in crowd noise like WWE.
2: Well, that's, that's true.
0: That's
2: true.
0: <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Overall thoughts? It was a good card. I mean,
3: I mean, when you have the, the Omega Osprey that that helped elevate everything, and uh, it elevated it more than Willow Nightingale, and uh, but it was, it was a good card. Uh, like we knew, you know, we kind of knew it was good to be good matches, and not not much for the stories. And uh, I thought it, I thought it delivered. I thought, I, I thought, I thought it was way better than the last pay uh, per view they had. So,
0: All right. Matt, is he still with us? I can't tell if he's there because I can't see him, but you can hear him every once in a while.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh he's got his in and out. Jedi mind tricks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he's, I think Jeremy's jinx his camera. He he threw a hex across oh. the screen. I kind of want to just, yeah, let's, let's move. Yeah. Let's move Jeremy and, and Matt next to each other so they can <sighs> duke it out. Okay. Let's move on. We'll get his thoughts here in a minute. If he comes back on in just a second, we'll, we'll move on to the money in the bank. Um, I look forward to this one. So this is one of my favorite pay-per-views, WWE's. I know you have WrestleMania, you have SummerSlam, but this one in itself, oh, we got to put the, we got to go back. Matt and Jeremy need to be next to each other.
1: Can you hear me now? I, am, am I back?
0: Yeah, you're, you're good. We're, we're, give us, give us your final thoughts on, on the pay-per-view. Then we're going to move on and talk money winning the bank.
1: I, I, I was talking like right over you for like 30 seconds and you just kept going. I was like, I guess y'all can't hear me or something. <laughs> uh, but, uh, A a couple of elements that, you know, just big picture. I'm I'm giving you the caveat that I finished watching this last night. So I haven't seen Raw and I haven't read kind of the internet's feedback on it. Like, so you told me Brian Danielson broke his arm. I didn't know that. So anything like fallout of that, I don't know. I was shocked. Like, I guess Adam Cole's match got cut. You're talking about matches, you know, could have been left off and Adam Cole didn't even make the card. And I thought that was kind of shocking as far as, you know, who they decided to uh, do that. I enjoyed the card. Obviously, you're, we're going to remember Will Ospreay and uh, you know and, and Kenny Omega for a while, whether you call it four and a half stars or seven stars or somewhere in between there. And it, it's funny because I remember people talking about Will Osprey and Ricochet being like four or five years ago those matches. So it kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of the, some of those matches uh, to see how they measured up with this. I enjoyed it, but again, it was just wrestling. It was just good wrestling uh, without storylines. And, and whereas we're about to talk about with Money in the Bank, this is going to be a very storyline-driven story card as opposed to probably a card you're going to see a lot of good wrestling on. So I guess it'll be uh, interesting to see in, in, the, uh, in the fallout show of Money in the Bank if we, which one we liked better and, and who did it better.
3: Well Matt, you said you said you hadn't been following or whatever. So uh Adam Cole actually had illness early in the day. Okay. That's why he got cut. He they it, it came out early that day and we we kind of uh we didn't get you in our group chat, but well,
0: we kinda discussed it, it well, there about- you know, if you if he'd get an iPhone, uh Brandon, then he could Oh yeah, I it.
3: forgot. I forgot.
0: Yeah, he's he's got that other thing and so he he's not able to I tried to add him in it won't let me add him in our group chat, you know. He's got that Android thing, you know for <laughs> okay. some odd reason yeah you know i I tried to add him in and not try to exclude him but uh yeah we got to convert him over
1: and here i am on an ipad so what can you do (laughs) because my laptop doesn't work
0: it's karma see that ipad it's trustworthy man it's there you know it's working so okay so um basically we'll start this I, i don't I've got an updated card. I think there may be some matches added. If we get some added, I'll I'll message you out and let you pick during week because I think there may be a few um, added. I was I was reading along that there probably will be. Um, we'll start with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, we got Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight, yeah, Santos Escobar, Butch A.K.A. <laughs> not Butch. I don't like. I I wish they would change this, guys. Who's with me? That, can they not change? That's that's awful. That's awful. Pete Dunn needs a. He needs the real name back. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. I mean, it's like a dog. Butch, come here. Butch, come here. Anyway, that's just my talk, take on that. Uh, and then got Damian Priest and Logan Paul. Um, man. I'm going with who I want to win this match. There's a lot of good wrestlers in this match. A lot. I mean, there's gonna be Ricochet. You know, Ricochet and Logan Paul are gonna do something crazy. Um, they did the, the spot at WrestleMania. I think it's you know, I think it was WrestleMania. Was it was, uh, was it the Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble's where it was. Did that crazy spot, got all those views. I think they're gonna do something crazy here. But I'm going with LA Knight. Yeah, they've got to put the they've got to put the the case in his hands. I think. He's hot right now. There, he's a heel, but the fans love him. He'd be great with the case walking around. He's got the mouthpiece for it. That's who I'm going. I'm going with La Knight.
1: Can I issue you a a plea to do a bit of a rule change with these kind of things? I, I think when we when we're talking about seven people, you should let us pick two. You know, oh. like to, to give us two to kind of because oh, are you, are you I think we all you all have to pick, pick the LA, L.A.
0: Knight. that and it would mess your 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 record up. Exactly.
1: Just to be safe, but I, I, there's part of me that thinks Logan Paul's going to win this. Because I think of, when you look at all seven or eight of these guys, he's probably got the biggest star power. But at the same time, he's already wrestled Roman Reigns and he's already wrestled uh, Rollins. So I can't see him wrestling one of those two guys again for, for a title. So if he cashed in, maybe he'd cash in against... NXT's guy or something but you know I I have a feeling that that's very WWE ish to, to get him to win uh, you know, and, and kind of get the social media views. But of all the guys you talked about, you're, you're right. L.A. Knight is that hot guy. So it's hard to pick against them, but I think we're going to see L.A. Knight. So depending on how you want to rank it, if I only get to pick one, I'm going to take L.A. Knight to, to stay with you. But I have this, this sinking suspicion that uh, they're going to give it to Logan Paul.
0: So, so basically you're not confident enough in your Logan Paul pick to pick against me. Exactly. So if, if I let you pick first, you might have gone with Logan Paul because you didn't know who I was going to pick. I would have given
1: you that same speech.
0: Okay, all right, all right. LA Knight for Mister Diggs. Uh, Okay, Brandon, Jeremy, who you guys got?
3: Well, so uh, I'm I'm like you, Brett. I want to who I want to win is LA Knight, but I read I read something today. It's Uh got my it's got my wheels turning in my head all day. It it said there's they're planning an upset at Money in the Bank in the pay per view, but it doesn't involve Cody and Dom. And it doesn't involve LA Knight, which makes me think LA Knight's supposed to win. So, but but I start thinking, man, what would be so is the upset riddle and Gunther? Or is it okay? Here, here's a crazy Damien Priest wins money in the bank. Finn beats Seth later in the night. Damien cashes in on Finn.
2: I hate you, Brandon. Mm. But that is off my answer. official
3: pick is L. My official pick is L.A.
2: Knight. Okay. Well, yeah. I appreciate all you guys still on my thunder. I wrote three names down. L.A. Knight seems like the obvious choice. I'm with Matt. I think Logan Paul could win it. I think – I've said this before. I think he's very good in the ring. But I think it's going to be Damian Priest.
0: I'm going to oh. go with Damian
2: Priest to win. That's why you are – so you like Brandon's theory then, Jeremy? I think Brandon's theory has a lot of weight.
0: I, I is do it, think better. Is it better? I think, is it better than, and I
3: think Jeremy's gonna be right, and I'm gonna be disappointed because I want LA Knight to win. And I, I wouldn't be mad if Priest won because I actually think, like, I think Jeremy's gonna be
0: right, and I'm gonna be upset about is Jeremy, uh, I'm trying to speak uh, Is Jeremy taking Corey's theories? You got a theory now, Jeremy, so watch out. CM I, is gonna be on you about the theories.
2: I don't have a theory, I just think as we move forward. I've been reading some things about Rollins is not going to be the champion for much longer. I think it's the perfect time to, to let Finn carry it. They've they've trusted him with the belt in the past, then he got hurt. If he's going to be the champion, then I think it's natural to have Priest win the money
0: in the bank because they've kind of
2: been not at odds, okay. but there've been some some okay, things going so on Br- there.
0: It's so, Braden's theory is correct. And then you have Finn again having the belt for very short time and losing it again. That would be interesting. Right.
3: Well, well, they could let it – like like Jeremy kind of kind hit it there. They could actually let it linger, yeah. let Damien have it, and him be right there with – next to Finn every week. Finn's got the belt, Damien's got his briefcase, yeah. and let it kind of linger a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the one thing – I don't really care when they do the men's cash-in. I, I just hope the women's, when they don't do the same night, are the – like only – Carmella's the only woman to ever, like, hold the money in the bank for, like, more than a week. It was the, almost the The women's year. one always cashes oh, in that.
0: Hey, the, huh? the women's is 100%. Uh, cash in as well. So when are, the, when are they going to go with the first one that doesn't cash it in successfully?
3: Yeah. I just want a woman to hold it for a little bit. They always, they always get rid of it that night or that next week.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, th-
2: I think priest, I think there's a lot of I, the other guys. I mean, like you think about who they put it on in the past, right? Like Otis won it not too long ago. Do you remember? So, you know, could you put it on a Shinsuke? Could you give it to Ricochet? I mean, there's all kind of guys in there. You could especially because they've thrown out this thing. I mean, They've thrown out this other piece of information that now the money in the bank can be used on the mid card titles too. So that makes some other guys a little more believable. Uh, but I think the, the, the fans may riot if Knight doesn't win, but I think for storyline future, I think that priest makes a great, a great winner. I don't know where Logan Paul would fit in the storylines moving forward, having the money in the bank. But I think that, but there's also that aspect of you never know when he's going to be there. He's so yeah. hit or miss on when he's in attendance. If he had the, the briefcase that adds to it but i still think it's priest i think but those are the three in my opinion priest la knight and uh and logan paul
3: okay but logan paul's probably gonna be the most fun and well him and Rick share gonna be the most fun in the match i think escobar too man like
2: escobar is one of those athletic yeah. guys too
0: well and and don't forget about uh pete dunn i mean he's can do some crazy stuff too this is going to be an entertaining match that's one that's for sure it's going to be very entertaining mm-hmm. but i think you've only got do we think cool. this starts the show well the I just have an order that's been listed. I don't know that they've yeah. actually. I
3: know. I was just wondering what we thought. I don't know because I think that I think that changes things. If it starts the show, I think priest wins. If it ends the show, well, I don't think it ends the show because
0: they usually have yeah, them I earlier because of the fact that they can cash in later It's always an option. I think they usually do.
3: Yeah, at least one of them. Yeah, but I think the men's one probably because, I mean, do do we think the Civil War ends the show?
0: Yeah. I mean, does? I would I would okay. say that's that's what I would guess, but. That's just me. Um,
3: but like, because because LA Knight's gonna win. I mean, that ending the show would be like, I mean, that's a cool way to go out.
2: I think Seth is, and, it, is him I on think top Seth of the ladder. Seth and Finn may go first. I mean, they like to lead off with Seth. We've seen that in the past.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, well, if Seth and Finn go first, I don't think Damian. I mean, even though he didn't have to cash in that night, I just don't think he went. Like, I think I think placement kind of determines. Yeah. that My official picks, LA Knight.
0: Yeah. Okay. We got three L.A. Knights and Damian Priest. Um, We got the women's match next. We got Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, EO Sky, Trish Stratus. Um, Man, this is an interesting one because, I mean, you got several that you could say could win it. You've only got one that has won it. They made that clear the other day. It was Bailey's the only one that's ever won the Money in the Bank match. Um, I think there's going to be some interaction with her, her and EO. Maybe this ends the damage control finally. You know, they've been kind of at each other the last few weeks. Um, what do you guys think? I'm gonna let you guys go because I always go first. I'm gonna because this this is interesting. You've got, I mean, you got Trish and Zoe Stark. Are they gonna be able to get along? As, you know. I sure hope Trish doesn't win it, because I mean that would be just. I mean, I don't know. I'm... I,
3: I want to go first here because I think I think there's only one right answer. I think it's EO Sky. I think there is no other. I think EO is the only one that wins this, and uh, I, I somehow, and it, we're going to see the see see it all come to a head with her and Bailey. We they've been planting it, they've been planting it, and this is it. Where EO, this, this is her time, and I think that's. I just think she's the she's the winner of this. and I don't see any other option.
1: You know, I don't, and this is the minutiae I was getting into about the five-star, what it means to be a five-star, but when you say there's only one right answer, to me that means there's only one right answer, and I don't think you've even given me a compelling reason why that is the right answer. For me, the one right answer, or one of the right answers, if you will, is is Becky Lynch, because she's been looking to be relevant for a while, you know, and, and this is... It, Got, kind of gives her a bit of, and she may cash it in at WrestleMania and, and kind of, you know, top it off with, you know, that kind of a thing, like like what Seth did, and kind of create your little thing, and, and that might get you, you're holding it for a while thing, and Becky Lynch is a believable main event at WrestleMania, whereas EO Scott, EOS Scott is somebody who needs it, you know, as far as having credibility. Yeah, so see,
3: Becky doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. And Becky's gonna get the title picture before then anyway without it, so...
1: But giving it to her gives her a, a lot of uh, extra elements to put her in the title picture whenever she wants to be. She can finish up with Trish at SummerSlam and still ha- continue to ha- have that uh, storyline. So I'm going to take Becky Lynch. And I think that is, for me, a
3: no-brainer. I've had I, I think Joey's been... main point in this match is going to be keep Becky Lynch from winning. So,
2: Well, at first, and then maybe that's when the, the trouble between her and Trish comes up. I've I've had Becky Lynch written down for a little bit now. I think Becky Lynch is the, is the pick. And for me, it's because I think it – WWE is really scared to put somebody in that title picture that, that hasn't been established. I mean, Zelina Vega was a real stretch for them. I, I mean, they did it because they were in Puerto Rico. If they would have been there, she would have not been in that match, right? Carmella? Well, at the time, though, Carmella, though, had a little – I mean – to the more midget relevant man,
0: is the now. midget man that was helping her. What was his name? James. James Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Oh, yeah,
2: God. he stole more money from, from WWE than pirated cable has. Um, <laughs> I I just think that they want. I think Matt's right. It gives a lot of elements that you can add in to her and over the next few months. And I think it would be something she would hold on to for a little bit. And and uh, you know, Becky Rhea. You know, at some point would be. You know, worth watching. Maybe that's something that comes up. Uh, I mean, not not quick enough for SummerSlam. It's probably me, Becky and Trish, but maybe at uh, Survivor Series or Royal Rumble, uh, you can get that that matchup. So, or I a mean, match right? She can hold it to WrestleMania and get the same matchup. Uh, but uh, I think I think Lynch is the pick at least for me.
0: Okay, so we got uh, Becky Lynch for Jeremy. We One got- right
1: answer, Brandon.
3: One right answer.
0: We got a EO Sky for what, what, what,
3: what, let's talk let's talk on Saturday night.
0: <laughs> so I, I'm I'm I conflicted here. I've got a couple of ways that I think could go. I, I think both of your arguments are legit. I, I agree with both of you. I think I think the EOSky Bailey thing, no matter what happens in the match, comes to a head here. Um even if one of them or the other one wins or they don't win, it comes to a head. I think I don't know if if Trish and Zoe Stark now who's gonna if if Trish starts to climb the ladder is Zoe Stark just gonna let her climb the ladder or is she gonna turn on so they've got some things going on there. Selena Vega I thinks in the match because they want to push the LWO thing. She's a good worker, so I think those things all counteract. And when it comes down to it, what's left is Becky Lynch and I. I the 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 part of me that doesn't want to pick her because, well, she doesn't need it, like you guys said. But it's hard to pick anybody else. Like you know, Bailey's already won it. They don't need that for that storyline. They could sell. They they can they can turn that into a really good feud with her and EO without the without the briefcase. Um, the Trish thing with Becky Lynch is, is going to be there no matter who wins this match. But I don't see Trish win it. I'm sure, they wouldn't do that. I don't think Zoe's ready. I think Becky Lynch is the natural selection here. No pun intended there with Charlotte Flair's natural selection. Thing. Um, I just think that's I don't she doesn't need it, but I think she's gonna get it. I'm going with Becky Lynch. I don't yeah. know if any of those any of those arguments made sense to you guys, but that's kind of how I've worked it out in my head.
1: Well you know it does? And like you said, she doesn't need it, but I mean, they like Charlotte didn't need to win the Royal Rumble two years ago, but they like to give these big superstars those, those accolades. And that's something she's never had. In fact, she gave up her, her belt at money in the bank to Oscar when she announced she was pregnant. So I think this would be a nice, well, and honestly,
0: if there would have been a different person in Selena Vegas spot, that person would be a, a good candidate because they wouldn't be entangled in any of this. You had Becky Lynch entangled with Trish and them. You have Bailey and EO tangled. But I just don't – she's not a believable winner. I don't think they've, they've put her in the title match already. She's a great worker. I just – she's not elevated – elevated, get that – she's not elevated enough to to be at that level.
3: But – Go ahead.
2: I, I just don't think the briefcase has to affect storyline, right? Like, you don't – if you give Lynch the, the briefcase, it doesn't affect any storyline. She can just have it for whenever she wants to use it later on. You have the built-in, like you mentioned with Bailey and EO. you have that storyline. I think – Zoe and Trish will have some sort of conflict in there. It's kind of soon for it to turn on her, but I think it could happen. Uh, maybe not something huge, but just something small that Trish could be pissed off about later on. And I, I don't think Selena can win. So I think that it's just because it doesn't have a storyline effect necessarily. I think that's why you can let Becky win it and just hold on to it for when you want it. And then what it does is it naturally sets up whenever you're ready to pull the trigger on a big matchup, you have that in her hands. And now you can set it up that way with no other build.
0: Yeah.
3: True. You know, I, I don't know if it was Brad or Matt who said it, but when I'm said that we still have it on the women's side, we haven't had a failed cash in. So that, that could, you know, it could be someone different, and then they just they don't win. They, but they get this, but then they end up failing, never get the titles.
0: So. so you're trying to sell your EO Sky pick is what you're telling us, Brandon.
3: Well, that <laughs> probably. That'd actually probably be more of a that'd probably be more of a Zelina sell. I think
0: but... that'd be a Trish sale. <laughs> I think
2: honestly, if you're gonna yeah, if that, that happens, really, it's yeah. a Trish sale. Or even Bailey. Yeah, or even Bailey.
0: Yeah. Yeah Okay, so I know I don't need to – this next match, you guys all got Dominic Mysterio, I think, right? So I don't need to – I'm going to go Cody Rhodes. You guys Dom, have, Dom Dom. Dom is your pick. I, I think Jeremy's well, – he, he's looking right at – he's got Dom Dom on his, on his sheet there. No. I. Is
1: that the TK year booking sheet that he's got right there?
2: <laughs> you know, I'll say this, though. I was watching Dominic the other night in the ring in his promo, and I – you know, Monday night, and I thought, okay – at least this guy's becoming more believable. Like he is starting to look more the part than he did,
0: you know, a year ago, I think. Um, it just trips I, me I, out that they boo him every time he tries to talk. Everyone just boo. It's just that I think it's the best heel heat I've heard in a long, long time. Like they don't even let him talk. They boo him before he even starts to do anything. It's great.
2: It's Christian Cages, Cages. Um,
3: Latino heat.
2: Well, <laughs> so. I, I'm just like, at what point does this, and how, I was thinking about this too, how how, and when does the Rhea-Dom thing go away? Like, does it have to go on? Is it going to go away anytime soon? Is it going to go on forever? I don't know, but uh, he doesn't win this match unless somehow Rhea gets involved.
0: Um, I got a theory, Jeremy. Okay, so, I'm, I'm curious. It's just a guess. So maybe at some point he entangles himself in one of her matches and costs her that belt that blows them up. Or Buddy Murphy shows up, no, well, you know, or Matthews Murphy, whoever it is, right? <laughs> so I just think that that would be something that would anger her enough to then, and, and then maybe they have a match. Maybe she beats up Dominic Mysterio in a match.
2: I would pay to see cream, that. Man. You can do it.
0: I would say I would pay for that. I'd pay to see that. But no, I I said- that's just a theory.
1: One thing I think you're seeing a concerted effort uh, for the WWE doing. You kind of saw it with Omos and uh, Seth Rollins that they're trying to get some of these bigger stars on there, even in between storylines. Uh, so obviously Cody's going to win, but I think it'll be kind of I think it'll be a more entertaining match than one would expect. But I think it's just going to be a, a a filler in there. But Cody's going to take it.
0: Rio help him, I'm sure, to get to keep him in it a few times. All right, so we we pretty Corrected. much know we're, we're Cody Rhodes. We Kyle's not here, so he took Dominic Mysterio, I think.
3: Uh-huh.
1: I heard that <laughs> before he left.
0: Okay, so we got uh, the next one up here. We got uh, Gunther versus Matt Riddle. Um, I'm going with Gunther. I think he's, you know, Riddle's a good worker in the ring. Um, honestly, this has just kind of been tied with the Kevin Owens and Imperium hole. He kind of came in. He's buddies with him now. Um I think Gunther's winning this one. I don't think there's any question to me.
1: No question for me either. And uh, uh again I haven't watched Raw from this Monday, but I'm enjoying the, the Gunther and uh Kevin Owen, Sammy Zayn interplay that they always seem to be finding around each other. And and that's one of the longer build angles I've we've seen in a while for you know WWE starting to show some storytelling as far as that goes. Uh I don't think this match is much. Don't interest. jinx
0: it. Don't jinx it, Matt.
1: I, a lot of again, you messed my you bust my brain up now. Like you know, I know, but
0: you're jinxing it. You know, you're starting to, to, to pat WD on the back for a storyline, and and you know we don't want to get too used to that because you know they'll disappoint us.
1: But KO is a believable person, you know, not our KO, but, you know, Kevin <laughs> Owens or Sami Zayn are believable enough to beat uh, Gunther at, at some point. But it's certainly yeah. not, I haven't thought Drew McIntyre back at Clash at the Castle was a believable enough person
0: uh, to beat him. So where, who knows? Where is he Bal? Is he injured? I haven't seen McIntyre lately.
2: He's expected back soon, is what I was reading. I don't know why I was reading this today, but they're expecting him back to be pretty soon. I don't know where he's been. Like, I don't it's know. One
0: is he one of those free agents that can just show up anywhere?
2: Rumor is he's not happy, right? He was kind of upset with the way he was being booked. But there's—I mean—I haven't read anything where he's going anywhere, right? But, okay. but uh, anyway, okay.
1: and yeah, I think Guthr- he's not been booked well the last year.
2: I think Gunther wins. I'm with you guys. I think that um, you know Riddle's kind of getting the treatment of uh, yeah, we helped you, we brought you back you know welcome back but we're not gonna let you win anything anytime soon <laughs> he's been in some big matches but it's first off i don't believe he i mean he, he's had some good matches i mean like the the uh um, the cage match with uh with seth was really good you know uh, but i don't think he wins this match i don't think it's time yet maybe they're waiting for randy to come back maybe orton's back soon and, and riddle kind of goes back that direction i it's kind of like other people I don't know he's kind of been thrown in this Sammy KO and Imperium match because they need a third person I guess but uh it doesn't really fit to me like it's it is what it is but Günther's gonna win this yeah I get
3: there. I don't this ain't where I see the see an upset
0: coming in <laughs> Brian, this is your uh, upset you called earlier right the upset No, I said
3: I said this is the one I don't I don't see that happening but uh I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a decent match. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Riddle taking some of those chops, and uh, may, you know, delivering some back. Where I don't know if his are going to face Günther much, but it'll be a fun little chop fest for a little bit because they're both known to. So, but Günther's going to hurt Riddle a lot worse.
0: <laughs> so. All right, so we got the next one is the WWE Unified Women's Tag Team Champions. You got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler taking on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, never lost the titles. Um, probably something you had to do. You had to run this back, even though um, Liv just shows up and now she's her partner. How many partners has Raquel Rodriguez had in the last month? About, uh, I lost count. Four or five.
2: It's been a
0: lot. Um, I, I honestly. I think, you know, Rousey and Baszler retain. I think Raquel Rodriguez needs to push her and her and uh Rouse or not Rousey. Her and Rhea Ripley that went eye to eye. Um I don't know if it was this week or Pat last week on Raw. I, I would love to see that match. Give me give me some of that match. I mean, I think that would be um, you know, Rhea needs to, like it's more like Rhea beats up all these little little people, but then somebody her size, I think that would be not that she needs anything else to elevate herself, but I think that would be a good, solid match for me. Um, I think the kind of the tag thing for Rodriguez has kind of ran its course. Um, so give me give me the uh, two out of the four horsewomen from USC uh, retaining.
1: Man, Brett, I disagree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to treat. I'll give you the Jeremy treatment on this one because you okay. say something so completely ridiculous. Bring right, re- re-
0: re- I, I, t- I can take I, I, it.
1: I'm just like flummoxed at at this point because. Raquel Rodriguez has nothing. I mean, what, what do you want to do? Ha- see her flex her back? I mean, that's her main event. Yes, status. show her back. Though. You know, show her back, and ooh, that's her gimmick or whatever. She does. She did nothing for me in NXT. She does nothing for me here. I don't see her in Rhea Ripley. The fact that you even put her in Rhea Ripley category was a personal offensive to me. They teased it what, though. Why did you not? Why? You are the one I'm who put her you. in that category.
0: I'm just telling you what you they Where them. it's going. Where it's going. I'm just. I didn't tell you. I was right. They don't need true. to be
1: going there because she is nowhere near that. Uh, you know, in the fact that we already had Liv Morgan have to be unbelievable beating Shayna, or not Shayna, but uh, Ronda Rousey in that money of the bank kind of situation is already ridiculous as it is. Those two are legit. I mean, like, I, I always look at the legit factor. And I like Ronda, I like Shayna. I'd like to see them go at it at some point. Even though it, you know that might be a WrestleMania uh, match at some point, maybe a year or two down the road. They're they're going to do what they said, and they're going to elevate kind of what they want. What Bailey and Sasha, or you know, back in the day, w- wanted to elevate those tag titles. They're going to elevate those tag titles. So the question is, can WWE get believable wrestlers to make that those good matches? And it ain't live and Raquel. So I, I think we're, we might even have a little bit of a squash match here.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be uh Rhonda and Shayna. I, I don't see much this might be the bathroom break match. I'm
2: gonna pull a Lee Corso here. Uh not so <laughs> fast, my friend. Not so fast. I, you guys forget how much they love Liv Morgan in WWE. Like, and not just the fans. They love Liv Morgan, and they love Raquel. I'm not so sure that they love Rhonda. Like I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go live Raquel here. Like I, I guess I'm either gonna go all in you here don't and have live, a chance to you win. live
0: Raquel, and then and Shayna and Rhonda get mad at each other, and they now they feud at SummerSlam. I'm not gonna go that far with it, but <laughs> they
2: lose the titles. The love for Liv is. I mean, if you look at the track record, what they did with Liv, man, they. It, they they did a nice slow build with her to finally get her a win um i just think i, I mean i don't know call me crazy. i'm trying to win a trying to win a championship here and uh, that's what i need i you guys make great points i mean if, if they if they truly get behind ronda and Shayna, you got to find a very good pair to, to beat them i just don't think they're sold on doing that i i just think that that ronda and Shayna are kind of i hate to say placeholders at it goes one or two ways here, right? They either believe that they can be the dominant team that they say they are and they're gonna do that, which if they squat if you guys are right and they squash these two, then that's what we're gonna get for the next few months. I don't see anybody beating them. There's nobody else. Um so we'll see what happens. But I I think that that the liver kill thing, they 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 got they carry a little weight, it seems like at least.
0: So Matt, I hope you hope you just heard that. Like you squashed me for thinking that so I hope you give Jeremy some of that as well. I mean,
1: Jeremy's just giving us points right now. So let, let, let him give us points and we can make fun of him in the scoreboard on the recap show. <laughs> All
0: right. So we got um let's see what's going on next. We got uh yeah, right here we'll start with the or we'll go with the Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Man, this is They've really done a great job of it. Did y'all watch the promo this past mm-hmm. Monday? Matt, did you see the Monday Night Raw yet?
1: Uh, I haven't seen Monday
0: Night at Raw. They, yet. The great sure. promo package with Finn. Like mm-hmm. they have really done a good job of like building this match. Going and we talk about it all the time. Going back to that match they had, the first ever Universal Championship match where Finn went over and had to relinquish. I mean, they've really, they've really done a good job of using that previous feud in here you've got also you've got finn and damien priest kind of you know not just kind of having a weird relationship going on you got jd mcdonough showing up talking to finn chit-chatting there's a lot of things in this little group that's that's very interesting right now and again i'm gonna knock on wood because i'm not jinxing it but nor more good storytelling you know um this is a tough pick for me i i Seth just got the title, so, but he doesn't need it. To me, I think this is where they put Finn over right here. I think it's I think it's Finn's time. He he needs it. Seth Rollins can come out every week and they sing his song, and he doesn't need the title. The title I think that he needs is to go beat Roman Reigns at some point. That would be something big for him, uh, with their history and all that. I don't say that that's what that's who's going to beat him. I'm saying that. that But I don't think he needs a title. So I'm going to go with Finn Balor in this one. I know it's kind of the underdog pick, but I just feel like he needs it right here more than – and I think it sets up a really interesting thing, especially if Priest wins the briefcase. But if Finn Balor holds the title right next to Damian Priest, how long was it before Priest – even if he he doesn't need the money in bank, if he wants to turn on him right there, and then Finn wants a match, and that sets up a feud for that bill. So I'm going to – All that to say, I'm going to go with Finn Balor.
2: Yeah, I've got to double down on my Damian Priest to win the money in the bank pick. I'm going to go with Finn Balor, too. Um, I think that it depends on who you listen to and what you read that the Seth title reign wasn't going to be very long. He's been a good worker for them, and he's been working every week and been in the match every week or whatever. But I think that, um, I, I, you know, I was kind of on the fence about it, and I'll be honest, the promo on Monday kind of, I don't want to say it tipped the iceberg for me, but like, Okay, I can see it now. I can see him being the one who wins and wins the match. And I'm with you. I think there's more for Seth out there. Um, how do you get to that point? I don't know. I think we're still a long way away from Roman being able to face anybody other than what he's dealing with right now. But I think Finn wins, and I think that uh, they, like I said, they've proven that they like put they will put the belt on him in the past. And I think that he's he's done some really good work. I didn't. I'm not a big a, a big Judgment Day guy, but I thought he's, I think he's done good work over the last few months, um, and I think it's going to be his time to get the belt back.
1: I am just, I'm sitting here listening to your logic and listening to Brett's logic and wondering, like, do you watch wrestling? Do you, do you understand what the point of wrestling is? Because the point of wrestling is to be the world champion. And now you're saying he doesn't need the, to be the world champion. Well, yeah, he kind of does need to be the world champion because that's what makes you the best in wrestling. That is the, you know, well, Ric Flair doesn't need the but well, He needed it 16 times, obviously. I mean, that's the pinnacle. That's what you want to be. You know, you don't say, oh, I want to make good TV. You want to be the champion. And that's what they go and talk about all these interviews. Want to be the champion. Why give him the belt to try to elevate the second belt just to take it off if you wanted finn to be the champion you could have put it on him in the tournament and it could have been believable well you Uh, give it to
0: seth you give it to seth matt because you reward him for all the work for letting him be the very first
1: well you know you you don't need a hot shot the the belts kind of a thing they're not going to hot shot it seth is going to win this match and the fact that they've they've made it believable for you two it's good i'm glad that y'all have a little bit of wonder in this match like like a little child wondering is he is andre gonna get slammed here or whatever i'm glad you get to have but that feeling you
0: haven't you watched watch. the you haven't watched monday night yet so we'll, we'll give I, you a pass seen
1: monday night but but again we we're not going to be seeing these you know two-week championships you know wwe invests you know long term and we don't see these hot shots anymore and we're not going to see the hot shots here right? seth is going to win but it's going to be a good match, and, and, and you two get to have your 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 disbelief suspended for a little while. So I'm excited for you too.
0: But I'm going to take the point too. Let's see what Brandon goes with here.
3: You know, so like I haven't seen because like I was talking about the upset earlier. Well, this probably would be where it is. But I'm I'm going to flip the narrative too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I actually agree with Matt here, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Seth. Uh, I think this outside the Money in the Bank match probably the match of the night, just pure wrestling match. I mean, the bloodline is going to be the most fun story. But pure wrestling match, this is going to be, you know, this is two of the best. And uh, every time I watch Seth from now on, I'm going to dream of the day we ever get a Seth and Ospreay match because that's probably a – that would be a – I would consider that a dream match. But I don't know if that will ever happen (laughs) unless – that would mean Seth leaving the WWE. So and it it, it ended up being Tyler Black against Ospreay. But uh, uh, this match, I think Seth's going to win. I I, I don't want to take – take the title off them yet but i i do think if it if it is it's finn but uh and it sets up the priest and but since i pick la night i got to go with seth here and and then we'll get maybe get an la night set the rollins thing here here in the future yeah sounds awful
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right that leaves one match uh the the match that we think will be the main event the uh Bloodline Civil War Tag Team Match, Solo Sikoa Roman Reigns versus the Usos. Um, man, this is—it's been a long time getting to this point, but it's the story has been excellent. Um, I've got a couple of ways I think this could go, but I—I'm I, going to go with the fact that it's going to be Roman and Sikoa. And the reason I'm going to go with that is because I think there's going to be some kind of shenanigans where they bring in another member to to uh, change the balance or something's going to happen, and they're going to win because I think they're going to extend this to SummerSlam where maybe the Usos then get their, get their revenge on uh, Roman then. So I'm going to go with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa to pick up the win.
1: You know, you talk about uh, inappropriately, might I add you, about who needs to win and who, who doesn't need to win when you're talking about Seth and uh, you're talking about Finn. Roman doesn't need to win. I mean, Roman's going to be Roman whether, you know, I mean, he's not going to eat a pin, But, you know, they, they lost their, their match against Sammy and Kevin, and that didn't really change much we talk about who needs a win. The Usos need a win. I mean, they already got, you know, they've been beaten down and they've already been bullied by them. And you can tell this story so many different ways regardless. And that's going to be the fun thing about this is it's going to be the storytelling as opposed to necessarily who wins the match. I think the Usos are going to end up winning the match, but again, I can definitely see shenanigans and I can see a new introduction into this storyline for sure, because this is their money storyline right now. This is what's getting the ratings on Friday night. That's what's driving potentially negotiations and, and a lot of things. Uh, but I think we, we got to pay it off with England. you got to let the Usos win this match. I'm going to let
2: you guys kind of make the pick for me because you guys assured me last time we talked about this that the storyline was far from over, that there's still a lot more to get out of it because I kind of thought, okay, maybe you need to end this thing and get it over with quick. And to me if you're going to continue the path I'm going to go with Roman and Solo because at the end of the at the end of this whole storyline who do you think is going to be the ultimate winner I mean you guys tell me like to me when this storyline is finished Roman is the is the big loser right I mean he has to be as much as you've told the story so I think if that's the case then I think that they win now it's not over yet and I think Roman and Solo win this week I think they'll get they get this round
3: Man, I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time on this one. I, I don't know. Like, and I think that's what's going to make it fun. is I have no idea who's going to win this one. I don't know who to think. And, uh, I think, you know, Matt made a good point. Jeremy made a good point. There's, uh, and I don't like, and Jeremy's point kind of leads me to, I think, because I don't want this story to end. I mean, it's the best I, thing I we've got
0: Brandon. I had no good points. I see how it is. I, that that Well, really... you
1: didn't, Brad. We're still stuck on your Man. previous points. And I just, you've lost credibility with me.
3: Right. Uh, uh,
1: you're in Jeremy. You're you're in Jeremy's mode now of sitting in the stands, coaching after being ejected after your five star match. But Brandon uh, and I need people. We we need the ti- We we need people to pick Tyler over Longview, so we can get some easy points every now and then on the <laughs> East Texas pickums. Because I don't, Melissa you know, or South Oak you, or South Oak
0: or You must be talking about Corey. Corey's goes with the upset picks. It's not me. I'm going with who I think is going to win. You haven't watched our show enough, obviously, Matt.
1: I'm talking about Jeremy. I'm just in his love of whatnot. You're just dreaming, so you you might legitimately think that Tyler's going to be Longview this week, hey, but it ain't going to happen.
0: I'm not the pick'em champ for nothing, Matt. Here, so you know, I got to ring my belt out next time, next show.
1: But winning an East Texas pick is like dating the 10 with big toes. I mean, you got to come to DFW and Whoa. win a legit title for Whoa. me to take you seriously. Oh man. Uh, Whoa.
2: Yeah.
0: Whoa.
2: Yeah. Man, start but, counting yeah. rings up here
3: pretty soon.
0: <laughs> uh, oh man. All right. So, so final thoughts on, uh, on money in the bank. Well I,
3: my, well, I still never got to pick the match. Oh, uh, that's right. I flipped my proverbial coin over here and, uh, I think I'm gonna go with Roman and Solo because okay. just
0: and I, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. So we'll no, make uh, I, we'll like, make Matt the uh, underdog there in that match. Okay.
2: So Matt went with Cujo. So
0: hmm. Well, we so went with
1: the, ooh, so, so it, faulty about Cujo from as a Plano East grab at 95 So
0: better. so final thoughts on this one? I think there's a lot of good storylines that we've said a few times. Uh, We don't want to try to jinx it too much, but more storylines going into a pay-per-view for WWE in this particular uh, event than I've can remember in recent history. I don't know if you guys can think of any that we've had more. We've got, you know, we've got the storyline. We've got, um, you know, Logan Paul coming to this match kind of on random. You've got uh, Ricochet and, and Logan Paul also with their, Familiarity with their with their spots. You've got LA Knight coming in as you know, he's just been talking noise to everybody and he's been getting cheered. You've got the the women's is all intertangled. You've got Zoe Stark and Trish Stettis trying to not keep Lynch from winning. You've got Bailey and E.O. Sky kind of not on the same page. You've you've got uh, of course Cody Rhodes and Dominic Stereo. The match is gonna not be that great, I don't think, but the, they've told the story at least with it. They've at least tried to sell on the fact that. Dominic has a chance. We know he doesn't, but, you know, they've at least tried to do something. They just didn't stick him in a match with Cody Rhodes for no reason. They, they've they at least told something. Um, we've kind of got a, some history with Rousey and Liv Morgan Raquel Rodriguez, you know, in a previous match. They've got a little history there. Um, Gunther and Riddle have been going at it, and that storyline. Like, each one of these, of course, the bloodlines tells itself, each one of these matches has some story in it which excites me for the show now we haven't got to the show yet so we'll see how it ends up turning out but at least the build for me has been been pretty good for on wwe's their standard i gotta be honest i think it's gonna be a little underwhelming truthfully
2: i think it's gonna be kind of a they're gonna kind of mail it in except for the big moments truthfully i
0: mean as i look at the card and there may be some more added um well, and KO know, and Emmy aren't on on the card yet, and I've I've heard they're going to be added in there. Maybe they fight Imperium. I don't know. That hasn't been added there. Um, but that's a no
2: brainer too, right? I mean, yeah,
0: if, if, it is. I mean,
2: I, I just don't think. I think. I think when it's all said and done, um, it'll, it'll kind of be underwhelming. I think. You don't I mean, think I, the
0: build's been better though, Jeremy?
2: The build's been better than what we've gotten from them. I just don't think that the card carries itself. I mean, of course, it's money in the bank. It's not. We're trying trying to compare it to
0: what we just saw.
2: And we should. I mean, that's not fair because it's not going to be what we just saw. But the storylines are going to be better than what we just saw. But I just think that ultimately, I mean, other than a couple of, I mean, the money in the bank match, okay, Civil War match, yes, Seth and Finn, but there's nothing else that really makes me be like, man, I got to watch that. And truthfully, I don't think, I mean, I won't, I, I, other the reasons, but I'm not going to sit in front of the TV Saturday and watch it when it happens. I'll go back and yeah. watch it later and, and kind
1: of go. Yeah, through I will.
0: I'm actually going to be out of town, so I'll watch it that night probably.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll and delay it, bad. but I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a variable that you didn't consider, Jeremy. This is going to be the England crowd, and I mean it's it's going to be a hot crowd, and we haven't. Whenever you get a WWE hot crowd, I mean you can have magic. Are
0: Here's they going to be right. hot? Are they going to be hot for Finn Balor? You know he's. Yeah. From over there, too. So that could be another thing, reason why they could go over with I mean, you can imagine if he wins the reaction.
1: But they might want to sing Seth's song.
0: They will. They they will still sing a song, but they can still react for. for,
1: Wasn't it in in Europe on a European tour where they sang a song for 20 straight minutes or something? I think I saw that quick hit somewhere. In France, yep.
0: His song is what turned him face. I mean, he never really made a face turn. It just. Everyone kept singing his music so much they finally just he he started talking, not rude to the crowd. He started actually if, you know, acknowledging.
2: Them. And if if LA Knight were to win the Money in the Bank and it goes on first, that crowd will be on fire. And they'll be on fire anyway, but they'll go to the whole next level if, if LA Knight yeah. were to win the Money in the Bank right off the bat. I think I think they would go nuts.
3: Yeah, and Jeremy, you're talking about like the whole card, but normally, like I only like I don't really even care what the rest of the card is normally because. I just want to see the Money in the Bank matches. Like Money sure. in the Bank is yeah. it's it's a novelty. This I think this is one of the better Money in the Bank cards we've had because like having the Civil War and the Seth and Finn are like added bonuses. Sure. Like, this is a really good Money in the Bank card because Money in the Bank is like, hey, I just want to watch the Money in the Bank match and whatever else happens happens, but I want to see who wins Money in the Bank and then what they do from there. But with this year, you got some added some added juice to it. But to
2: me, of these seven matches, if you're not watching it live, I'm not going to watch it live. I'll never watch three of these matches, if I'm being honest with you. I won't watch Cody and Dom. I won't watch Gunther and Riddle. I won't watch the women's tag match. I just, I mean, I just, I'm being honest with you. I won't. Well, I maybe skip to the end, see who wins or how they win. Yeah, but I won't. I don't, I have no desire to watch those three from beginning to end, from bell to bell. But the other four I'll watch. I mean, for sure.
3: Well, since y'all are watching live, it really doesn't matter. But how how do y'all feel about a three o'clock Saturday
0: premium live event? Mm, I mean, if I didn't have anything else, if if I wasn't out of town or doing something, I would watch it live. I mean, I don't hate it when it's not all the time, but I mean, it's got, it didn't work out kind of those.
2: We've kind of gotten a few of those in a row, Rob. We got that in Saudi. We
0: we'll probably the, have that with the all-in. Saudi was
3: like noon, like the three three o'clock is kind of different. There was a. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all in's gonna be like that, I'm sure, since it's gonna be over there. I mean, oh yeah. for start time as well.
3: Hey, hey with any, I mean, like, cause I wasn't, but uh, with AEW, like, I'm, I'm kind of glad because it's still like it starts at three and may end by nine, hmm. so you won't be up till two in the morning. Yeah,
0: Yeah, true. That is true. But yeah. one thing, hey, I, you know,
1: I'm, I'm kind of building on my point a little bit earlier. uh, I'm very interested in the, the the crowd reaction because you you had Saudi which was a complete desert as far as crowd reactions WrestleMania you lose a lot there as well and we know we talked about in the backlash how we really enjoyed the crowd there. So we're going to finally – and a lot of these SmackDowns are in Topeka. and we, I mean, they, you, don't, you don't get really good crowds in some of these places. And you still see L.A. Night shining through despite being in, you know, some random city in South Carolina uh, in front of 6,000 people. So when he gets in front of a hot crowd, I think it's going to be like, you know – I think they're going to tell, they, they may end up, if they, if they pick Logan Paul to win, hypothetically, L- LA Knight, from what I'm expecting his reaction to be, they may change it on the fly, because I, 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 sh- I wonder if the WWE truly knows what they have in him, because they're kind of just you know seeing this in just you know random crowds. Put him in a hot place, and they're going to go nuts
3: for him.
0: Well, at least they got rid of the model stick. Oh, They almost ruined yeah. him before they even started. Oh mm.
3: man, and that's completely done, totally now, right? Like, are there other yeah. two guys in there? Because because Maxine's with Alpha Academy now, so
1: Otis. Otis.
2: They brought La Knight in to be a manager, like he was going to be a mouthpiece. Like, yeah. man, like they, Adam they Cole
1: right, and Keith Lee.
2: Yeah, they made the right move there. I mean, truthfully, yeah. they they did the right thing. And, and I was actually listening on uh, some social media. Today. There was a part of an interview I heard of him talking about when he came to WWE. You know, he, he was at Impact, obviously, and, and the champion and all that kind of stuff. And he knowingly said, I'm going to take a huge pay cut to come to WWE, but I know that I can't go anywhere without making that move. And I think he's done it the right way. He's come over. He's kind of started at the bottom. He's, he, I mean, he's going to be a huge star for them. They're going to put the belt on him at some point, you have to think. Um, I don't know if it's yet, but it's but it's coming. And, uh, I, man, he, he's he's fun to watch. He's fun. I mean, he's great with the microphone. I kind of hated when they put him with Bray Wyatt when, when that when that happened. I thought that match was terrible, but that's a whole other story. But um, <laughs> I think that he's got a lot bigger things coming down the road, and and uh, it could be this week. I mean, the other thing is if he doesn't win, Matt, you're talking about the crowd being hot for him to win, but it could really set him on fire if he loses. I mean, you know, that, that it could go both ways here. He's going to play a huge part in that match in the rest of the night, I think, either way.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Off the Ropes on the Disrespect Sports Network. AEW Forbidden Door Review and Money in the Bank Preview Show. We'll be back next week at some point to review this Money in the Bank and see if the professor can come on top of the Pick'em Challenge. For Brett, Jeremy, Professor Matt Diggs, Brandon Ogden, and K.O. Kahlo. And... We'll catch you next time right here on the District Sports Network. Good night, everyone.